Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. I'm Mr. Red. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, that is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Red. Go right to the source and ask the horse, he'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Red. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom. It's episode 305. I'm Dave. I'm here with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you? Ah, not too bad, not too bad, buddy. First things off, shout out to my girl in Japan. Oh, yeah. Wowee, yeah. Alicia, like, so what's, um, whereabouts in Japan will she be? Like, and how long is she there? Uh, she's there till, she lives on the 9th. Uh, so she's there for almost three weeks. Um, uh, they were going all over uh, Tokyo, Kyoto, like um, all different places. She just recently went to the Studio Ghibli Museum and all that sort of stuff. So she'd be uh, loving that, wouldn't she? Oh yeah, yeah, she's having a blast. Oh, that's great. She's a um, what did you say she was? A weeb? Is it, am I, have I got that terminology right? Correct. Thank You've you. got the terminology. I correct. only she's know that. Ter- I only know that terminology because you said it. I, I've not. <laughs> ever encountered that in my life before now um what did that mean again just a fan of japanese culture was that what it was uh yeah okay so these days usually weeb just means or weeaboo is uh is just someone who like likes a lot of anime but right it's basically people that um they replace their culture with japanese culture so oh They'll they'll make and eat a lot of Japanese food. Okay, you know they'll use a lot of Japanese slang in their sort of everyday life, and right. you know they tend to do things usually that Japanese would you know Japanese people right. do. So they tend to they tend to sort so of what, like she's um, bowing when she makes paper no, and no, stuff. No, 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 no. Oh, That's why oh. I said uh, it's a joke that she's a weeb. Like she likes Japan. She really just likes anime. Yeah, um, and she likes Japanese food, but she doesn't go around sort of like bowing. Um, adopting a lot of the the culture and i yeah well i think it's cool it's a cool culture um what was i gonna say oh yeah so we've got a we have a guy in the office at the moment um he's not from japan he's from singapore but he was chatting about anime and he was mentioning demon slayer um which i think Mm -hmm. you've mentioned as well um because uh definitely one that you would probably enjoy yeah 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 he was talking about and i was like yeah that is something i think i've even seen a bit of it that's kind of more my style um, but I mean, I had a chicken katsu curry tonight. Does that count? Bang! I think yeah, that's Japanese. Japanese food. Japanese food, pal. I slogged through I that. It, I don't. I don't think it makes you a weeb. But... <laughs> I do like it. I slammed down a couple of pork gyozas as well, and I'm working on a Lipton iced tea. I don't know how oh, that all factors in. You, you actually do. You do eat a lot of Asian food in general. So. Yeah, I do like Asian food. I like it. I, I, I always have. Mind you, I, I am very, with food, very partial to almost anything. <laughs> like if I was served like tons of pasta, I'd be happy too. You know? Like, 
you know, it's you know, it's just me. Now I I'm do... not a massive pasta guy. Like no? I'm I'm very much a meat guy. Like give me fucking ribs, give yeah, me steak. You do love all that stuff, you know, don't you? I'm I'm a meat eater, man. I'm a fucking carnivore. You are a carnivore. Um now I want to do a shout out. Firstly, a thank you again to Ed Greenwood and um, Zeb Cook for coming on recently. Um, they were at GaryCon. I wish them both well. Uh, and I know that we've brought in a lot of listeners who've listened to those episodes. So I want to say thank you to everyone who's come in, potentially for the first time. Um, I hope you're enjoying Signal. Stick around. You know, as you saw last week, I was uh, uncensored. This week I'm exhausted, so who knows what I'll do the end of one of these seven-hour shows. Um, but, yeah, no, so I, I do want to say shout-out to all the people who've come on and checked it out, and some people have, have um, you know, kind of, like, I guess, complimented the show, um, said they're enjoying it, and that's great to hear. Um, we're always trying to make the show better. Uh, I wish we could do kind of blood sports, you know, even more interactive, kind of live from the Coliseum, sadly laws prevent it, um, Sadly, society turned its back on the gladiators in the arena. You know, Christians in the line stand and all that kind of stuff uh, kind of went the way of the Roman Empire, Rich. Really, as far as I can tell. Would you agree? Uh, a little bit. I mean, we still technically have blood sports. So. Yeah, but not all the way, you know? That's, no, a, that's the thing. No, but we still have blood sports. Like, well, there's we boxing and stuff. Death, but, oh, but, I mean, there's been accidental deaths, but I mean... yeah. I mean, these guys, sometimes if you see the, true. how they look, I true. mean... True, <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 you know? yeah, 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 very true. If you if you think about full-on boxing uh, and MMA, that's pretty fucking intense, actually, now that I think of it, yeah. Um, now, anyway, so shout-out to all those guys. Also, I have the biographer of Gardner Fox coming on this weekend... So that show will be up early next week. I'm looking so forward to speaking nice. to her, Jennifer. Yeah. Um, she's written a book on Gardner Fox, um, Forgotten All-Star. Uh, not forgotten by me, Jennifer. No. Um, and we're going to get deep into it, deep into the weeds with Gardner Fox. I mean, she's the expert, you know? She literally wrote the book, Rich. Well, literally, yes. Uh, if you recall, I was saying... Obviously, the seance idea, obviously the idea about lurking around his gravestone, if you recall, where I was saying you could be doing some of that to get an in to the family. Well, she got an in to the family, and I believe the family, um, you know, gave her a blurb on the back of the book. Um, I want to, you know, I'm speculating, but I assume she interviewed some members. Um, so it turns out you didn't have to look around the gravestone, Rich. Remember I said you could do it on the anniversary of the death? And I don't know if you, yeah. I don't know if you did that, but I, I did mention to you that I was a possible. I don't think I did. I don't remember it. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, I'm putting ideas out there, man. You know, uh, man maybe, the maybe the ghost took my memory. Hey, who knows? Yeah. Well, we haven't done the séance yet, and I'm going to discuss the séance idea with her and see what she thinks. Um, she got That's as like she got as close to it as possible, man. She got she got deep in the weeds, man. I, yeah. I'm not sure if she knows what she's in for, but we'll find out. <laughs> she might think it's a fucking fantastic idea. Well, imagine Maybe. if she said, "Imagine if she said I did one," and I, I I summoned up the ghost as I was writing the biography. Oh, definitely make your day, but uh, oh, I'd love it if that's the case. <laughs> um, we're speculating. No, none of that's official yet, Rich. You know, it's all speculation. Yeah, yes. Now, I have reached a very high moment. Watermark moment in TV. I reached the Pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty. Um, this might just be perfect TV, Richard. 
Um, you've shown some disdain for the franchise in the past. I, I think well, you need to actually, I think uh, uh, I think the turns are starting to table because mm. I've read a lot of reviews recently where people have said that uh, Ricky Morty's kind of not you know it's not what? good anymore or it's starting to decline it's not as <sighs> funny all that sort of shit so i'm know, loving it maybe that is the maybe that's the height dave and it's never going to reach those well the pickle rick episode is awesome and that's in the third season i think they're up to about episode five or six they recently did a season um which you might be referring to um uh, that could be some blowback from the guy who if you recall um was up on charges that got withdrawn from him from last episode. There was the one of the co-creators. Maybe I don't. Could have been some of that. Could have maybe. been some of that, man. Uh, what have you been doing? While I've been watching Rick and Morty, what have you been doing, Richard? The last week. Oh, I have been getting seen as how close I can get to having uh, 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 an embolism sort of go off in my brain. Why? I've been playing uh, Wulong. <laughs> What's Wulong? It's the 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 game I uh, was playing last week. The Roman, the sort of Romans of the King, Three Kingdoms, Dark oh, yeah. Souls, oh yeah, yeah, type yeah. game and all that. So it, you have those moments where you're sort of going along, it's not too bad, you know. Mm-hmm. You you lose in there, and then you get to a boss fight where you spend fucking an hour, two hours, just getting your ass handed to you. Um, wow. and then you're just like, am I going to, is this it? Is this when my heart attack's going to happen? Is, is my brain, you know what I mean? Is the, it's intense. Is, is the blood clot going to hit me now? Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. So I've had a couple of those moments over the week. Wow. Hey man. Like, so it's been intense for you. <laughs> well, that's what these sort of games are. These games are like, um, as I said to, as I said to my other friend who asked me sort of like, uh, cause he hasn't played it. He was asking, I said, basically it's. It's a super enjoyable game in between the bouts of pure red rage. Yeah, is it by the <laughs> makers of like Dark Souls and all that? Like, is it by those? No, guys? no, no, no. Uh, so they have made. So this is uh, uh, Koei Tecmo. Mm. These guys basically they make the Dynasty Warriors game, the uh, all, all the different Warriors games they mm. make. Uh, they also made the uh, Nioh games or mm-hmm. N I O H. They made those two, which is sort of their Dark Souls type games and then they also just made another game that just came out in february called wild hearts which is yeah. their version of monster hunter so um they got a lot of yeah they got a lot of games out uh, at the moment so um uh they're having a bit of a good year and it's good uh, stuff like you you're giving it a good review i know it sounds like it's a bit frustrating oh, but fuck. yeah as i said it's 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 a game where it's um most of the game i'm frustrated because um it's one of those games that punishes you for like not keeping your concentration. But there mm. was one boss that I thought was fucking cheap as fucking shit. That mm. was just like that's this is garbage fucking um, this is garbage boss. Mm. Like it's you know what I mean. Like it's asking the impossible. But I finally achieved the impossible. So is it, <laughs> it's a lot harder than like boss. Elden Ring because I found Elden Ring very hard. Uh, I. <sighs> It's up and down, like mm. uh, like some some bosses and, and stuff is just you know like almost no problem, and yeah. then other bosses you might die a couple of times, but then you're like okay I've got it now I've got the rhythm or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, and then there's just some boss bats where I just as I said to you like that's ridiculous. You can almost spend like two hours just fucking bashing your head against the wall until you finally beat them. Wow, Jesus, sounds intense. Um, yeah, you, you know what? I bought that game, um, on Steam. I got 
what was that game called, Richard? It was like Rough Justice '84. Um, I think you said it was that, yeah. Yeah, and I also bought the last spell, which I haven't played. Rough Justice is fun. Uh, it's not the kind of thing you normally find me playing, but it was kind of a chance for me to branch out a little bit and kind of it was a bit of a throwback to the '80s kind of computer game style. Um, I am enjoying it, like you know, but it's I, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not raving about it, but I haven't gotten too deep into it. It's it's kind of very, it's like time management stuff, like it's all about mm-hmm. time managing shit and and all this, and like it feels a bit like work, um, you know, which isn't exactly <laughs> like like oh, seriously, yeah, yeah, but that's that's not a um, uh, that's not a great no. No, I I actually thought it would be a bit better, frankly. You know, like, but I haven't um, done a ton on it. It also was really cheap, so I'm not that worried about it. But the last spell I do want to play, and I I have heard very good things about. So that that looks like more of a proper game. Whereas this Rough Justice thing was, Dave, like, oh, yeah, maybe I want to play like an 80s-style game like LA Crackdown. Um, Uh, LA Crackdown was way better so far than Rough Justice 84, you know? Yeah, it happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's you know diving into that well of nostalgia, and um, I don't know. Well, maybe it'll get better, but it, it's a lot of time management, like setting people out to do stuff, and uh, I just, it's just like... I, you know what? It's something. It's I, I have found that recently where um, I don't know if it's just because it's weird because I would have thought that'd be the other way around. Like as I've gotten older, I would have thought that you know I. As you get older, you 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 know, because my old man, he, mm. he he doesn't play them anymore, but he used to play a lot of RTSs, right? Because mm. he didn't quite he didn't quite have the thumbs and the mm. hand eye coordination to play like action games. And I thought to myself, you know, as I get older, maybe I'd play games that where it's a bit more thinking, a bit more cerebral, mm. and 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 start to move away from the the action games. Mm. But for me, I've actually found it to be the opposite. Mm. I actually I've gotten to the point where I'm I I've play less strategy games now because i tend to want that maybe it's it's like the dark souls and those sort of games have ruined me is that i want that dopamine hit of like yeah, yeah, yeah. kicking the shit out of something oh i <laughs> totally agree i 100 percent agree you know like that i sometimes yeah. play games and i'm like i oh, just i'm not i'm not enjoying this as, as i used to do you know what i mean like these strategy games i i, I know it's probably just me but or only some people have that maybe other people are op- opposite but i'm definitely having that thing where i don't I don't feel like I, I enjoy RTSs as much as I used to, which is so weird. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, look, it's, it's a headspace thing too. You know, like in my 20s, mid-20s, I played a ton of RTSs, you know, because I had my computers and stuff. And then I completely went off them and, and just went the other way. And I know what you mean. Sometimes after a really tiring day at work, the last thing in the world you want to do is play one of those games, you know? Yeah, um, I'd rather just kick the shit out of something. Yeah. Now, like, also, day, like, like, let's kick ass. Yeah, but flip side, if you've got some mental space, um, it can be nice. Like, I've got that game of Medieval Total War that I'm still playing, Medieval Total War Two, that I'm it is on my computer that I'm I'm just ready to go back to when I've got the time to devote to it. You know, because mm. um, it's like mid game. It's really interesting. I'll definitely go back to it, but it's not the kind of thing I want to do when I come home on a Thursday night and I'm like, like. At most, I, I want to watch either some TV or potentially play a game, sort of an Assassin's Creed kind of style game. You know what I mean? Something that's not going to, you know, take demand too much of me, kind of thing. Yeah. You know. Well, here's the thing. I don't mind the. Here's the thing, though. The Warhammer games you're talking about, they less. 
they're a little bit more action because yeah. you know you control it. It's it's real time. Yeah, control the battle. It's like when it, when it's a battle, it's kind of like it's all happening. You've got yeah. to sort of make adjustments and all this sort of stuff. I, I kind of mean more like the the slow methodical RTSs, you know, where you got to first build your bases. Oh, those ones, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and and I kind of find, I just tend to get a little bit bored of those. The war, I mean, like the the total war stuff is still. I love fun that stuff. I love it. Just because you know, it's it's more focused on the fun is the battles. The the fun isn't the actual like fucking building the forts and all that it's the actual like yeah let's go kick yeah but the, the, the flip side is you know what i like about the total war games there's two aspects to it one is the management and then there's the battle and they're very different and and i mm. like i i like the the yin and yang of it you know what i mean like i like the, you, yeah you fight the battle and it's all you know intense and blah 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 and then there's the side where you're managing all your cities and moving your armies around and yada, yada, yada. And, like, I like that aspect, that there's that sort of balance. It's, you know, it's interesting. But yep. but it does take... I do find with those games, like, time just sucks in. You know, like, you, you two hours go by and it feels like about five minutes. You know, they are very absorbing, which is great. I mean, they're great games, but they take a fair chunk out of me. So I haven't played it for a while, but... It's there. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean, man. Sometimes, look, sometimes, dude, I put on Doom Eternal. And purely because it's just full-on violent gunplay, you know? Mm. Like, it's insane. It's crazy. Um, it's not deep, but it's fun. And, and like, I, you know, that's a game that I have that I just put on when I'm just like that. I'm just in the mood for that. So, it's interesting. Now, there was some big news this week, and we'll move to it. Um, Michael Killersham alerted it to me. Um, the Disney layoffs, um, and also a board member, Ike Perlmutter, um, the, who was the head of Marvel Entertainment, um, got let go. Now, we do know previously he was the head of the Marvel films and TV, and then he got, he got moved aside, um, and he was sort of just the TV guy, and, you know, Feige took over the films, um, cause previously before that, Feige reported to Perlmutter, it seemed like he lost a lot of power in that thing, which happened, I want to say, four or five years ago. And, yeah, 80 years old, um, he was trying to get an activist investor on the board, um, which he failed to do. And, yeah, he eventually he got let go. He's still a huge Disney shareholder. Um, yeah, and 7,000 employees uh, lost their jobs at Disney and Marvel Comics got folded into the rest of the company. Marvel Entertainment got folded into the rest of Disney. So it's no longer, I think, a separate entity. So, some pretty big news overall. What's your reaction to Orange? Because there's a few things going on there at once. Uh, I don't really have a reaction. I don't. I mean, Disney is so far off my radar these days. Mm. Uh, I don't care which Bob is in charge or whatever. It's all the same shit. It's all the same garbage that comes out of that company. <laughs> Harsh I mean, words. again, it does, <laughs> well, it is. I mean. The thing is, I mean, I think people give, uh, I, I think the one Bob gets a bit of a, a pass because of how beloved the early MCU is, but sure. he also greenlit a ton of fucking shit as well that were colossal bombs. You so, talking about Bob, Bob Iger? Oh. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, I mean, so yeah. It's greenlit a, two it's... Bobs, I mean, they've just, I mean, yes, you can, the MCU is maybe like the, the tip of the iceberg, but the rest of that iceberg is just fucking garbage. 
Mm. floating below the, the ocean, and they're both responsible for that, so, I mean... Well, Ike Palmata, big friend of Trump, um, you know, uh, still a huge uh, shareholder at Disney, a very powerful person. For him to get let go, I mean, that, that screams a power play gone wrong. You know, that's high level. That's literally on the board. It's as high as it gets. Um, obviously, last week we had Victoria Alonso leave, um, and she was fairly high up in the you know the Marvel food chain. Uh, the news about the about the the comic division getting absorbed into Disney um, is probably troubling to I think comic fans. But then again, Marvel have been fucking terrible comics recently over the last I'd say ten years. Like yeah, so it's like oh they might license it out. They might. Disney might license it out, but it's like I'm not. I don't think they could do any worse. Like honestly, I really don't. I oh, think, you know, oh, you can always do worse. You can probably do it, <laughs> but what I'm saying, you could probably do a bit worse. But the thing is, I know there've been some good books, so people don't bother blasting me about one or two good books. The general line, you know, has not been in good shape, uh, sales wise. I mean, you read the books, then they're not they're not engaging. Well, the thing is, it should be the opposite because there should always be the stragglers that are bad books that get cancelled, but most yeah. of your line should be doing well and should be, sure. you know, firing on most cylinders. You can't turn and say, oh, yeah, but there's like a couple of good books. And it's like, no, there should be a couple of bad books yeah, and a lot of good to great books. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, like, exactly. Well, back in the day, there have always been bad books, but... You know, you knew when DC or Marvel were doing well because the pillars were really strong, like the pillar books, like in Marvel, your Spider-Man, your X-Men, etc. You know, those kind of books. But going gangbusters, it didn't yeah. matter so much if some of the lesser characters had the had the sort of like you know short runs. But anyway, like what I'm trying to say is, there's been a lot of confusion at Marvel now. Dan Buckley, who I believe is the guy, he's he's the guy who replaced Quesada. Um, he's kept his job, um, but seven thousand employees losing their jobs at Disney—that's um, got to hurt Disney. And they're obviously on a cost-cutting mission, um, probably post-pandemic. Would you think, Rich? So, yeah, it's so weird. But I mean, I've I've been told that everything's doing so well. They, you know, they they they're going gangbusters. Everything they're doing is making money, and it's for the fans, and everyone loves it. Who's saying but, that yeah, though? I think a lot of people are saying the opposite. I mean, the movies are certainly. I mean, I don't know what Wakanda Forever took, but it didn't take as nearly as much as the first one, and, and Ant-Man underperformed, you know? Um, Disney probably... Have they got other movies that are doing well at the moment? I don't, I don't even know, but... Mm-hmm. Theme no, parks... No, what I mean is... Not, like, I, just, in, just recently there was an article that I read that was like, oh, there's like, you know... Uh, this many shows that have been cancelled this year and right. so many of them have LGBTQ characters and that's disgusting. And, you oh, know, right, right, right. And, it's, and I'm like, and it's like, yeah, because it's not, okay, things need to make money, okay? Right. I don't care how altruistic a company wants to do. If you can't make money, mm. then you're just going to go broke being altruistic. Like, yes, but do you really you think Disney are altruistic them. at all? Like, no, they're not. But I'm yeah. saying, but even if, you, even if you assign that to them, yeah, they yeah. still need to make money. So 100%. all this garbage that they that they're making that you're demanding that they make sure. all this all this representation and all this shit that you whatever mm. is tanking them is making them no money okay sure. and not just that but also just the bad movies like yeah. the bad Star Wars the, yeah. the 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 bad MCU stuff now or the mediocre MCU stuff now yeah. like uh, 
their their animation department is not even being set in the world on fire anymore. I mean, Jesus Christ, back in the day, you know, uh, every animated movie was the next best one. You know what I mean? Yeah. From Lion King to Aladdin to Mermaid, it just was a oh my god, this is the best. This is the best. Like no one even talks about. Like it's pfft. what's the last one that made a bit of a dent? Frozen. Like oh, Frozen made a huge dent. It's a, it's no, massive, but I'm saying you know? w- w- when's the last thing that with that uh, animated Disney movie came out? Everyone was a buzz about it. Frozen. Uh, Frozen. Frozen one. and Frozen Two. That would be it, I think. Yeah. You know? I don't think Frozen Two made that big of a. It's still more Frozen One. But my point is, just I don't know. Like no one, I, I don't think Disney is the, the the juggernaut that they used to be. I mean, one, the you know this is why I'm sorry. I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. Mm. Like um, I don't care about your representation. I care about the most talented people getting the job, mm-hmm. right? And when you don't have the most talented people, that's when you start having a reign of mediocre product. Mm. You know, because back in the day when they were, you know, their movies and their animation, they were, they had the best in the business working for them. Sure. You know what I mean? They had the best. And well, they've had, care, they've had ups and downs. The best is man, I don't care if the best is a woman. Mm. As long as you are hiring the best, the most talented people. Sure. Then you will, but again, they're clearly not because most of the stuff has been pretty, I mean, they were probably, if you look at the original MCU, they were mm. definitely hiring the best and having the best people work and build that, but I don't think that's the case now. No. That's just my Oh, yeah, I I definitely... Look, I'm not as firm a guy in, like, the go-woke, go-broke thing, but there is some truth to the fact that their films are underperforming, you know, expectations. um, They're scared of Star Wars. Look at this. Uh, I'm looking at Frozen 1. It took 1.2 billion. Frozen 2 took 1.4. So... I'd say they were, the, they were their biggest hits in animation. No, no, no. Sorry, no, I'm not talking about it being a hit, though. Obviously, Frozen 2 is going to be a hit because of Frozen 1. I'm saying more people talk about Frozen 1 than Frozen 2. Sure, yeah. Frozen and, 1 was and, the, and more of a... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a water cooler moment, Frozen. Uh, great movie. I loved it. Um, yeah, no, they've definitely gone off the boil a bit when it comes to animation. There's no doubt about that. I mean, yes, 100%. Uh, mind you, Disney as a company... Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. I was going to say, Disney as a company if you chart it, has definitely had ups and downs. And I would say, you know, uh, until the last couple of years, they were on a huge upswing since about Iron Man to now. In recent times, I think COVID slowed them in their tracks. I think some of the inferior product, the Star Wars movie, the last two Star Wars movies, you know, being so divisive, I think was the beginning of sort of a, a plateauing. Um, the MCU in general it seems to be a little bit in decline, uh, definitely. And, yeah, I mean, they're going through one of those moments. I mean, there's a reason they're slashing 7,000 jobs and a fucking board member's been let go. That's well, not normal. They've, got, they've gotten to the point where they're making inferior live-action versions of their past classics. Yes. Yeah. Like, no, that's how bad they are. That's, that's yes. how bereft of talent and ideas yeah. they are. I agree. And and they're doing them, and it's like, to me, I think everyone thought when they did Aladdin, oh, they're going to have to really knock it out of the park to compete with the original Aladdin, and they didn't. It was like, it was okay, you know, but it was like this, if anything, it, it, you know, it's it, like, honestly, it was disappointing considering how good the, the animated film was. And that applies to all, you know, Beauty and the Beast. What did they do? Cinderella, I think. Um they did several. They did Lion King, I think. Didn't they do Lion King as well? They've done Lion King, Jungle Book, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. They the only, you know, Jungle Book was out. very good. Jungle Book was very good. 
I will say that. Um, the rest, of, I've seen the rest of them, and you know what? I barely remember them. Like, compared to Lion King, the original animated thing, and um, the original Aladdin, like, their live actions, and uh, they just don't, they don't even compare, you know? They're not even close. Yeah, and you are right. If, if that's all you're doing, um, just remaking the, the same fucking movie um, that was animated X many years ago, it's like, guys, I think you need to... Oh, they did Dumbo as well, I think. Didn't they do Dumbo? I think they did. I think they, yes, did. they did. Yeah, and it was a complete flop. Like, it was desperate to me. So, yeah, look, overall, look, they're a huge company. They own so much IP. Um, they just own so much. It's It's ridiculous, the embarrassment of riches they have. And... It's weird. I was having a conversation with Dee on the other day, and I was just saying how disappointed I was, just in general, of the recent MCU stuff. And and because he was saying how simplistic and formulaic it is, I go, it is. And they honestly could do better. Like you could do better stories with these characters. Like I know Dee always thinks it's children's stories, but there have been stories told in comic books that you could adapt. And you could make more compelling. Like, they've regressed in the last, I'd say, five years. And he's like, Disney's going to Disney. And it's true. It's, but it's it's bad that the person who's owning so much IP is putting out such a homogenized, formulaic, predictable, yeah, well, I mean, you know. Well, that, that's the problem with um, when, you, when you own most of the franchises. Mm. Like, when you have such a monopoly... Um, you get to the point where you're like, well, we've got all this shit, we've just got to put something out. Just sign off on anything. Yeah. Like, we've got to get Star Wars out there, we've got to get this out there, we've got to get MCU out there, we just, whatever, whatever, green light, green light, we just need for this, you know, mm. these money makers making money. And, you know, again, as you do that, you may start off well, mm. but it's only going to be diminishing returns because, mm. you know what I mean? Um, mm. It's like it's like let's say you, you eat McDonald's for the first time, right? First mm-hmm. time you ever eat McDonald's, it's fucking you go, wow, this is actually really good. Yeah, right. But then you have McDonald's every day. Oh yeah, and fucking you know like you, a couple you, of days you end up hating later, it. Like I don't like this anymore. It's like that's that's the problem is you got to keep people wanting. You got to give them what they want, but you also got to make them wanted. You know what I mean? Mm. You got to absence makes the heart grow fonder. Like I, I'm not saying make us wait like fucking ten years, mm. but you don't need to release like fucking three four movies a year and like two shows like you, you you could just do maybe one or two movies a year and maybe one or two really good shows yeah like, you know, you know yeah. what like yeah don't make us wait like george make has made us wait for star wars but uh when look i'll be honest i'll be brutally honest it was probably on this show i i, I made my feelings on when disney acquired star wars i felt this is exact. I thought it was the, like such a stroke of genius, you know, and I was so confident after Force Awakens that they could pump out all these movies and potentially shows. And I was like, oh, this is just going to be heaven, you know. Like I, honestly, like for a Star Wars fan who primarily has just enjoyed all the movies and stuff, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. What I didn't take into account was that yeah, they could definitely churn it out, but the quality. They're so happy to settle for five out of ten, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and well, as long as that five out of ten makes anywhere from seven hundred fifty to a billion dollars, like well, no, but even in their TV as well, like their TV stuff, mm-hmm. like, and that applies to the Marvel shows as well. Like they've got no problems; they're very good at getting stuff out, and you know, 
boom, on time, and there it hits the Disney Plus and blah, blah, blah. But, like, there were so many Hoka that I, I've never watched Hawkeye because some of the other stuff was just so fucking meaningless. You know, like, I was just like, I don't even care. Um, now, I am excited for Daredevil Born Again. I will watch that. And what I've been hearing from everyone I know, I trust, who watches Mandalorian, have everyone has said season three is a letdown. Every, everyone is saying that it's the story's very thin. I had a guy today tell me it's like a children's story. Um, everyone, like Mandalorian fans, seem to be like, yeah, it's just not that good. You know, the season three. Which is almost surprising when... It's like a, one of their beloved shows. I, I don't understand well, how you can the writers can let you down that much. Well, okay, so, but see, this is and now this is the problem with um, this is the problem with with mega corporations controlling art, right? Mm. Controlling story is the Mandalorian should have finished with um, Grogu going with Luke, right? Mm. That that should have been the end. And in fact, you could have then spun well, of, the, of the whole show. You mean? of his time having his own show right then what you do is you could do a bo-katan show right right that he can sort of be a secondary character or pop in every now and again or be part of her story you know right. what i mean like you, so and then maybe a bit later when you've got a better idea of what you want to do with him as a character because the problem is is him just going around with grogu now <laughs> after that moment of the second season uh, where you know like the helmet comes off he says goodbye to the baby like that's your you know what i mean that's you've peaked but didn't he go and pick the baby up again in boba fett i feel that's, like it, but that's yeah. my that's my point that's my problem is that oh. there like he could have showed up in boba fett and everyone would be like hey it's mando again he did and then the next oh, jesus Dave, my god you mean in the next season can you could you just follow me <laughs> Do you mean just, in the next just, season? Listen, just, just follow me right now, okay? okay? Mandalorian finished in season two, okay? okay yeah, then done. they have a Book of Boba Fett TV show. Yes. And Mando shows up in that, okay? Yeah. But not with baby Grogu. He just shows up to give Boba Fett a hand, okay? Then the next show oh, you do is right. maybe a Bo-Katan show. I see. And then he can show up in that and help Bo-Katan. So I he see. becomes a main character that like shows a, up in other shows. You're doing an alternate kind of, like, history kind of thing, like, as opposed to... Yeah, and to, then maybe yeah. after that, he can get his own show again where you've got maybe some interesting story to tell about him where he becomes the main focus again. But you, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to have an ongoing show with a character just because they're popular, especially if, the, <laughs> if maybe... Because it feels like the plan was to have that be... A finishing port for Grogu, but then Grogu was so fucking popular, and the Mandalorian was so popular, like, well, we've got to keep going. Like, well, dude, I mean, like, let's face it, it's a business. Like any show, if it's popular, it keeps it stays on What I'm air. saying is that it again, what goes back to my point: key people wanting more because Amanda would have ended on such a high note. When he showed up in other people's shows, people would have gotten excited because, like, yes, it's Mando. I've yeah, but like, in, I get, I look obviously from a certain you know standpoint, I get it, but also. Any show that's popular, like that has momentum, yeah, but, but Dave, is going to continue. Dave, we talk no, but Dave, we're talking about streaming here. This yeah. is not this is not a TV show where hey, we've got a popular show. That's the time slot we don't want. We don't want to risk. Yeah, but it's still a reason for people going. to sign up and all that kind of shit to get their Mandalorian yes, fix. Okay, but my point is, there's so many Star Wars characters. Okay, yeah. you do you really want to have seven different fucking shows going? <laughs> you juggling seven different shows. <laughs> 
Why don't, as I said, <laughs> give us one good show a year, oh, right? Yeah. That, that tells the tight story, or one or two shows a year. But you've got so many characters. Why don't you give each one of them a spotlight, but still keep the favorite characters showing up? And that's still going to get people interested sure. and wanting to watch the show and continue their subscription. Well, if ideally, you know, oh my yeah. god, Bo-Katan's coming up and Mando's going to be in it. You got to watch it. Is okay. I, I I hear what you're saying. I mean. I, I wouldn't mind if they had two or three shows a year, like, if they were good. Like, I don't care. Like, I would like that, I actually. But here's my question. Firstly, is Bo-Katan in The Mandalorian Season 3? That's my first question. Yes. Good. Okay, well, I, I asked the guy I was talking to, I said, do other bounty hunters show up, like Boba Fett, or other cool bounty hunters, you know, like Dengar or someone, and he said, no, there's been some pirates, but they weren't that good. Um, but at least Bo-Katan's in it. I mean, I thought well, she shows was cool. up. I, I don't know if it's three or four, but she shows up. Yeah, she, she's not in the like the first. I mean, I I I, I gotta be honest. Like I've always like this is gonna sound harsh. I've always felt the show's a little bit overrated. You know, um, like I like it, and I I did enjoy season two more than season one, but I didn't quite. And and I get it had good moments and all that. Like there, there's bits of it that I think are really good, but I just the. The way that it was being fated as like the greatest show, I was like, is it really? The... I think all the time it's quite boring. You well, know? Again, yeah, but again, Dave, if if I give you, if, you know, if I give you a turd sandwich, <laughs> and then after that I give you a pretty mediocre sandwich, but yeah. it's proper meat. Yeah. You know, but I don't give you much garnish or anything. You're still going to feel like that's a fucking great sandwich. Like, yeah. that's the problem is there were so many people that were disappointed with Star Wars up until me, and then again, right? That it was just such a. Uh, a, a tight, good story. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, that people, you know, they just were like, "My God, this is this is what I want. That's what I've been wanting." But they fucked it up because I tell you what I, I find is boring about the Mandalorian uh, is it's it, there's a lot of just wandering around. Um, like I I just I sometimes feel it's a show that doesn't know where it's going. It's a bit sort of meandering a lot of the time. That's what I always... It's got some good moments, some good scenes, some good episodes, but I just feel it's a bit directionless, you know, but at that's times. What, yeah, but, that, but that's what I say. That, that's why my point was, give each... Like, when you have a story... Like, it, there's so many characters. You've got Boba Fett, you've got Bo-Katan, you've got Mandalorian. Mm. Give each one of them a season, mm. right? So that... Um, but have you can have others show other people show up and all that sort of stuff, and then, you, again, mm. you can also have your Soka. But, you know... But focus on someone. Tell a cool story about Bo-Katan. You know, I, you, I know that you tried to tell a cool story about Boba Fett. It was just that it was a terrible fucking story that wasn't cool in the least. Yeah. But, you know... But there's um, going to be more yeah. Boba Fett. There's, they're doing another season, I believe. Oh, my God. I think I they are. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're doing another season of Boba Fett, man. I, I, I feel like I've, I've read that Again, somewhere. Again, I just don't feel like Boba Fett was meant to be a main character. Like... I, I would have loved it if they'd made it better. Um, you know, I, I like bits of it, but, like, overall, I felt that, that, that it wasn't fantastic, you know? Like, a Boba Fett second season won't happen until after Mandalorian season three, which is expected to debut. This could mean the book of Boba Fett season two isn't released until late 2023 or early 2024. So I haven't heard them starting to shoot on that at all, so it's definitely not going to be 2023. Yeah. So it's it's happening, but like it's not, you know. How can I say, um, far along? But yeah, oh, look, I don't know. It's not good news for them, 
that Mandalorian, which was kind of their, you know, jewel, their headpiece, is definitely not getting the same rave reviews that the first two seasons kind of got. Um, that's yeah. not good news for the Star Wars franchise at all because the Star Wars franchise needs to show that Mandalorian that is popular, you know. Um, well, again, from what I'm hearing, it's, again, the show is just, um, it's aimless at the moment. Sure. Like, it's, it's it, again, we got to keep going because it's a really popular character, but we don't really know what to fucking do with the character. Like, we just got to put him in a situation and, you know. I just find it so weird that the, the professional scriptwriters can't come up with decent storyline to fill out like 10 to 12 episodes. And you know what? I don't have an issue with that back in the old TV because you had to do 22, 21 episodes. So, of course, you would have just a lot of, like, we got to, you know, we we, we got to just have a bad guy of the week or, sure. you know, a wacky adventure of the week. But in this where you've only generally got, like, what, seven to eight episodes, no, you should have an idea of what fucking story you want to tell. I totally agree. I think it's really unprofessional if you don't, uh, especially in such an interesting universe. I, I always say this. This is something I, I believe in both the Marvel TV shows and the and the Star Wars ones. I feel they don't take enough chances. I, I, I always feel like they're hedging their bets and they never re- want to really commit to the storytelling beats. That's just a, something I've noticed. I always feel they don't take things as far. Like, I don't mean in terms of violence, I mean in terms of consequence. Do you know what I mean, Rich? They're always dancing around the edges of stuff. And, well, you know, and, uh, after the movies, I feel like they definitely don't want to commit to anything. Yeah, well, fuck um, that. That's not because, a way to run a universe. No, you know? I, no, no, I agree with you. I'm just, I'm saying, I think that they are so scared of committing to something because they're like, what if we get it wrong again? <laughs> oh, but like, come on. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I really have felt that in the Marvel TV shows as well, that the payoffs can be really lackluster, even after some good setups. Um, and it's, it's a lesson Disney refused to learn. Like, Disney just keep doing it. From what I've seen, I've watched most of these shows, and they keep doing it. And there's a reason why people out there go, it's so formulaic, it's so repetitive. And I'm I'm watching it, and I'm going, I agree with you guys, it is. And it doesn't have to be, but that's just the storytelling model that they seem to base everything on. And, um, yeah, I'm critical of it, frankly. Now, anyway, so we've covered the whole Disney layoffs and everything and i do feel sorry for seven thousand disney staff members losing their jobs that's never good they're the people who who just get culled you know i know a board member lost your job the guy's a billionaire who's a major stockholder in disney so we're not feeling too sorry for him but um you know and there are implications on the comic book divisions i thought brevoort and that and that coward cb sabolsky akira yoshida may have lost their job but they've clung on to the fucking life raft christ <laughs> like like fucking teflon you know what i mean you just can't get rid of those two, you know. Like no matter what, they keep their jobs rich, you know. What are you saying? What are you saying is they Klingons? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some someone said Brevoort could wind up cutting Chuck's lawn. <laughs> uh, he might not even do a good job of that. I think he'd do a fucking terrible job of it. Frankly, that fucking tubby bastard like pushing a lawnmower. I can't even imagine it. Um, in the Florida heat. It'd be funny though. Um, any <laughs> wearing his fucking hat, you know. <laughs> you do hate that hat. I do. I fucking loathe that hat. Um, and he'd have his little fucking clones, a CB, fucking, you know, probably, you know, tidying up after him, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like the two of them are inseparable. 
Um, is his fat it does, little clone? That certainly does seem that way. Yes. Yeah, his fat little clone. Um, anyway, anyway. Um, now I read something this week, actually, which is really fucking good. So you know, I'm reading the Flash by Kerry Bates, and I've been reading this his run for quite some time. I read it at night. I read one or two issues. It, it's really good, and they're into the early '80s now. Um, so there was the Kerry Bates story, and then at the end of it. They always had a Firestorm story, which, frankly, I, I wasn't really reading, and then it switched to Dr. Fate. And Marty Pascoe wrote this Dr. Fate, and I read the origin of Dr. Fate. He kind of retold the origin of Dr. Fate. It's fucking insane. Um, like, he's with his father, and they uncover, like, a sarcophagus or something, and um, he opens it up, and there's the Naboo guy, and the gas comes out, kills his father and not him, and then he's aged up. In a heat, and it was quite a hardcore origin. I was like, it was really well told, actually. I must say, um, yeah. And you know, I've always liked Doctor Fate, but yeah, it was they kind of, you know, obviously relaunch, soft relaunch of the character at the back of Flash, and it was a really good little, like, it was probably a an eight pager or a ten pager rich um, that retold the origin of Doctor Fate, and also that I didn't know this. He has like a sort of fiance, girlfriend, wife, whatever she is. But she doesn't age, like he doesn't age, you know. Um, I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. It was a really good origin. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I will definitely, when I'm continuing with my Flash reread, I'll be reading the Doctor Fate. I was, I, I felt it was a really well told. Marty Pasco uh, was a talent, and I, and I think you know, I, he did a lot of interviews on John Sumter's Word Balloon, which were really interesting. But I read that, I read this eight pager, and I was like, that was really good. Um, now, did you see the Cyberborg, um, Cyborg Cable Spider-Man Legends figure, Rich? It's kind of like Spider-Man mesh with Cable. No. Have you seen this? Oh, I'll, I'll send you the picture. Um, it's literally like an arm cannon to level city blocks. That it's 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 from this from Enter the Spider Verse or whatever it's called from the new movie. Um, and it is crazy. Basically, it's like wow, Spider-Man is. It's literally like if you can imagine Cable. Mixed with um with um Spider Man, that's what it is. It's a crazy Spider Man dude, and and I'm loving it, frankly. And I think I'm going to get it. Like, is this the one that has like a white headband? And no, no. Yeah. I'm I'm going to send it to you. I'm just trying to work out the technology here, Rich. You know me with technology. Sometimes um sometimes I'm struggling a little bit. You've noticed before, surely. Okay, boomer. <sighs> Don't give me this boomer shit. Like, um, <laughs> upload a file. I'm trying to upload a file here. Let's see if it works. This is the thing. I just saved it. Yeah. Where the fuck is yeah, it? Yeah. If you're talking about the what? Yeah. He's got like the white wrapping on his leg. He's got the white like um, bandage on the head. He's got a uh, an eye socket thing. He's got the cyborg arm. He's got the yellow Hold belt. Hold on, I'm just trying to find the picture again. Like, Jesus. Hot Toys Cyborg Spider-Man. No, that's not it, man. That's not it, dude. I don't know what you're thinking about. No, that's, no, no but that's the character you're talking about, right? No, I, I'm trying to send you the character. He's like... Dude, it's way more intense than anything you've ever seen. Firstly, I'll say that to you. I know, but I'm just saying this This character you're talking about does exist already. Like, I don't think so, man. This Cyborg is new. No, I'm sending it to you. Get ready, Richard, and I'm going to put this up for so it's interactive for the fans. I'm going to put this up on the Facebook page. Now that I've worked out how to do it, there you go, Rich. Can you see it? 
Have I sent it? I just sent it. I don't know if I sent it. Can you see it? No. I sent it in the in the Discord thing we're in. I don't know if I've actually sent it. I'm going to write, can you see it? <laughs> can you see Because I'm not sure if I've sent it. Oh, I've sent it. I hadn't sent it. <laughs> there you go. Now, there. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah, see? Yeah. So, it's, it's basically, it's, it's, awesome. it's a more wackier version of <laughs> this character, which is an oh, Jesus, character. like that character's fucking lame compared to what I've shown you. But I'm saying, but yeah, but the one you're showing me is based on the character that I've just shared with you. It's just the oh. more fucked up, like, um, I prefer the one, I prefer the one I've shown you. But is that cable? Like, is cable that big? Because he seems really big. No, it's not cable, mate. It's just supposed oh. to be Cyborg Spider-Man. Oh, I thought it was cable. No, it's just it's oh. just, uh, just Cyborg Spider-Man. That's why I said it's an actual character. Cyborg Spider-Man. Cyborg Spider-Man. How come in yours he's just got, like, an arm, and in this one he's got, like, fucking... No, he's also got the... No, he's got the eye thing as well. You see the green? Yeah, but, like, one of them seems like a little junior burger, and the other guy's, like, kitted well, out for World War Three. no. It's exactly the same. One just has an arm cannon instead of the cyborg arm, but they both have the the replacement green eye. It's just that you're, you, the one you've sent just looks like you've been taking Hulk. Yeah. For some weird reason. Why would a cyborg need to be that big? That's I'm going to get it. I love it. I, Fair enough. I, no, I'm going to make a comment right now. This might be my most favorite character since Ghost Spider. I... Oh. Oh, you know how much I love Ghost Spider. You say Ghost Spider, just fucking I fucking love Ghost Spider, and you know that. There's you. You can stop slandering Ghost Spider or Spider Gwen if you prefer me to call her that. But I prefer that you don't call her anything. <laughs> I love that character. <laughs> how many? You know how I always say they should replace Spider Man with Ghost Spider in the Sony movies. What if they replace Spider Man with this guy? What if this guy becomes a normal Spider Man? Uh, why would you want to <laughs> well I said I was talking to Chuck about it um, Chuck Dixon and you know he was he was having a good laugh at the guy who looks like a garbage can and I said like normal Spider-Man's like with great power and this guy's like fuck it arm cannon maximum blast you know <laughs> like well maybe to him that is great power yeah, but like, forget about great responsibility he's just like with great power comes my massive well, arm maybe cannon. the great responsibility is to use it <laughs> Look how big that fucking arm weapon is, dude. It's literally almost the entire it's, height of it. It's a it's a very nineties design. I'm loving it, man. I you know, this this is it, dude. As far as like maybe has comic book toy figures every has has culture peaked with this figure, do you think? Uh it's probably declined a bit. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm fucking ready for this movie. Across the Spider Verse, I am, so, I am so ready. I I am feeling like, I'm feeling like it could be the greatest movie of all time. I'm going to say that right now. I think it could be. I really do. Animation, mm-hmm. multiple multiverse, Ghost Spider, Cyborg Spider Man. How big a role will this guy play? Uh, probably a sort of a <laughs> blink and you miss it. <laughs> But blink enough that you can make a toy out of it. Yeah. Wow. This guy, for me, this guy is everything now. It's all I'm thinking about now. I, I've got to. I've got to stop looking at him because I'm like, I, I, to me, I'm just like this. Feels like it, you know. And the toy is. It's very toyetic, isn't it? 
It's very Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll keep our our eyes glued to this because it's going to be intense. It's going to be real. Um, it could be the future of storytelling. Now, Richard, we had some facts about the Great Wall of China. We were talking about this Great Wall of China last show, and then you also brought up this Ancient China and Rome, A Thousand Years of Contact documentary. I've been listening to it when I'm falling asleep at night, and I keep falling asleep, so I haven't quite finished it. Um, it's a great documentary. Uh, I have shared it on the Facebook page because I've said we're going to discuss it. Now, what did you think of the documentary, and what have you got to add on the Great Wall of China debate? Uh, oh, so yeah, so we were discussing the Great Wall of China, and I sent you some um, mm. information about it, but there's actually, like, there's been many Great Walls of China. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, every dynasty has built their own Great Wall of China. The only one that we're more familiar with, because a lot of them don't, like, exist anymore, sort of... Uh, been lost in nature and stuff mm. is obviously the the Ming Dynasty, which was the last one, the last sort of dynasty mm. uh, in China. That they that Great Wall is the one that everyone sees. That's the one you see. That's the one that's the tourist destination. But um, the very first Great Wall was actually not built by the the first emperor of China. What he did was he just connected all the existing walls to make one Great Wall. So the other kingdoms and stuff had sort of built walls. They protected them from um, uh, people outside of China. And he basically just, when he became emperor, he just connected them all. But that wall pretty much doesn't exist anymore. It's pretty much gone. Mm. So, but it's just fascinating. Uh, you can actually look, there's a map that shows you all the different walls and where they were built mm. over the dynasties and all that sort of stuff. So, because we were discussing, you were asking me like, when did the Great Wall? It's like, I said, well, the one, the one we were talking about was much later, but no, it looks like, there's been many different great walls of China, which I found quite fascinating. Which I guess makes sense because it's such an old culture, you know? Like, you know, it's gone for so many, many years kind of thing. Many Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's just like, like Roman or that it's got BC yeah. history, obviously. And, and in fact, the Han Dynasty, which is the second, they they succeeded the, 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 the uh, Qin mm. Dynasty um, uh, as the second great dynasty they started in bc yeah so china as a unified thing started in like 200 um 200 something bc i think and then goes into 80 so like that's how long um and and before that uh, china was just separated into kingdom yeah and all that sort of stuff but yeah they have like thousands of years and as i said and then because we were discussing it you would ask me oh i wonder Mm. what you know rome at the time and yeah like rome so then I just found this documentary about uh, the it's contact. A fascinating and, documentary. Yeah, uh, the contacts that Rome and them, and the fact that they tried to sort of make an alliance over the years and, mm. and make a, a like a sort of a, a friendship and all that, but it kind of fell through and different things happened. You know, like the Han fell, their dynasty fell, obviously Rome. <laughs> uh, so Caesar was actually like... Um, um, wanting to make us there but then he was murdered like it's just fascinating how they never seem to come together at the right it was the sheer uh, i think the sheer distance as well wasn't yeah. it well not just that one of their first uh, out uh, one of their first sort of interactions was basically a war they fought over horses right <laughs> so china needed horses obviously um the a lot of the horses they got were from the steppe people yeah you know people of the steppe uh and obviously rome had 
obviously horses and stuff and all that. And the, in that area, sort of where Alexander went as far as he did and all that, they kind of had a bit of a fight because, again, China needed horses. Um, obviously, Roman Empire needed horses and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's just fascinating that they even just they fought with each other. But but how did they fight like with the with the um the distance? I don't understand. Like how like because there's a Persian Empire in between them and the desert. And I and I and I was listening to the documentary and I know that they got to the fort that Alexander left. But and I know the emissaries got all the way to Constantinople and all that kind of stuff. But so it like, wasn't yeah. so it wasn't a war with Rome. It was just sort of skirmishes and fighting with their out, furthest outposts and their furthest, like that right. sort of Alexander stuff and all this. And when I say a war, I I mean more like just fighting, more yeah. like just like fighting over horses. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. Yeah, dude, it, it's such a fascinating documentary, and it's so interesting because what I mean, people I'm sure can understand it. Like the world back then was so much bigger, you know. Because obviously they didn't have technology like plane flights and stuff to get from China to Rome, you know, mm. and that with the desert in between them, and essentially the Persian oh. Empire in between them as well, you and, know, and things would also feel longer because if you got blown off course or mm. you had some guy who was taking you for a fool, you know, um, you know, kind of taking you a long way route, you know, what I mean? um, to get their money's worth and all that. So, because um, in the documentary they say like uh, they came, you know not sure you know like they they were told wrong information on how to get to rome yeah and how long it take when you know because again people want to milk you for money oh that's a long trip you know that's going to cost you this much yeah and blah 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 so at the towards the, the moments they were like hey, it's too far it's pointless and all that yeah. but it was actually closer than they thought and that uh, it's all fascinating stuff as mm. to what these two and, and what i like about this documentary is it actually breaks down the history of the two and what was happening yes so it's not just a it's not just a documentary on what they did to meet each other or you know because rome basically their biggest driving thing was silk yes they wanted the silk and and uh they wanted to learn how to make the silk yes. and figure out how it was made and all that sort of crap they wanted to cut out the middleman of the silk, you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah basically put the silk roads out of business because wasn't the thing that I understood, see, I didn't realise until I listened to this documentary that actually, like, Chinese people actually made it all the way to the Roman Empire, didn't they? Mm. Like, see, I, I always, the way it's... Not to Rome, but to the Roman Empire. Yeah. yeah, the way it's normally told is that the intermediaries along the Silk Road, um, the merchants would go in between spots. Like, one merchant wouldn't go all the way. There was a lot of middlemen in between, but in this documentary, it points out that like some Roman, you know, or you know, people from the Roman Empire did make it to China and vice versa into the Roman Empire. But it's mm -hmm. rare, but it did happen. I didn't actually even realize that it happened, and I always thought surely someone could have done it. Like if there were, you know, pathways, you know, it would make sense. Um, so I think it's a really interesting. A documentary. There's a really good book, um, Empire of Dragons, which features uh, a Roman legion that gets captured by the Persians and they wind up in China. Um, and mm. it's a fictional book, but it's mm. it's it's historical fiction. You know what I mean? Like it's told, not fantastical. It's told as if it could happen, kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. They 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 get enslaved and they break out. They, they get enslaved and they get brought right into the Persian Empire because essentially the Persian Empire was what stood in between the two of them, 
you know, that was the biggest empire, um, the different Persian empires through the years. That was the empire that was essentially between them. And then you had the nomads um, from the steppes, you know. Um, it's so fascinating. I, like, I honestly think, you know, I'm, I'm writing that book about the aliens and Rome and everything and all that stuff's coming into it. So it's a really fascinating thing for me to to, to dip my toe into. And, and it's a great what-if story as well, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic what-if story. Um, but, yeah, I found that and I thought you would find it interesting since you, you're I'm a it. big Rome fan and I'm a big uh, ancient China fan. Yeah, no, I... Uh, the I, two actually did somewhat meet. Yes, yes, and it is interesting that it was trade, really, that was the life pin between the two of them, wasn't it? That's always when when I, that, that's why I, I do look. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I do like how. Oh yeah, we're not interested unless the you know America's not interested unless the country's got oil, and it's like, listen, pal, like mm. that's fucking history, okay? Mm. Most civilizations only interacted with each other because they wanted the other sure. thing, whether it be the. Uh, minerals, whether it be their production or, you know, whatever goods they produced or whatever, most for partnerships, allies, all that sort of shit was formed over what can you do for me, what can you do for me? Like, sure, mutual Anyone who doesn't think so is an idiot. No, no, that's very true. Um, and I mean, oil such a huge commodity. I mean, it makes total sense, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's, our, that's our commodity today, mm. right? Um, because that's probably still to this day one of the hardest commodities to get. But back in those days, oil wasn't a fucking thing. Like no. those days, you know, Rome didn't have uh, access to silk. They no. could not produce silk, so they didn't even know how to make silk. Obviously, because the 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 silkworms weren't even a thing. Like so, yeah. I mean, it's different now. Now we share. Everyone knows how to made all that sort of shit. But you know, the the only real commodity today is oil. It's so hard to find oil. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And, I mean, it's not like... It, essentially, what they were trying to do was when those monks came to Justinian, he was like, well, we can reverse engineer it. You know, if we can get some silkworms and stuff, we can create the own silk and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I wonder how true it all is. I mean, I hope it's true. It's it's the same sort of stuff as the Vikings going to America. Um, you know, it's now... People are realising it actually did happen, and, and it's just fascinating. Now... So, this stuff... In the documentary, the, the, there is some statues that they found that the, the China made are based on their first interactions with the 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 people of Alexander, you know, Alexander, yeah. um, and all that. Like, and it's a bit of a cartoony, but it's like, you know, sloping forehead, big beard, yeah, you know, not like, and so they, yeah, there was interaction. Again, how much of it, a lot of it, you know, because. Let's be honest, in those days, people you could also embellish their fucking stories themselves. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, I remember um, the first emperor of China, because he wanted to live forever, he, he instructed these guys to go find the uh, magic elixir mm. of, the, of the immortals. Um, <laughs> and, of, and of course, you, you, you don't say no to the emperor, because he'll put you to death, or you can't tell him it doesn't exist. So this guy went, and then he basically he said uh, he sent him a letter saying we cannot progress any further, my lord. There are giant sea monsters that are stopping our way. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, history is also going to have lots of embellishments of just because you know. Again, as you said, the world was bigger. Well, how's he going to fucking know? He's not going to come all the way to the fucking you know no. sailing to go confirm that there's giant sea monsters that stopped us from going. So, yeah, history. I, I think it's mostly fact, but with also embellishments. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. No, it's it's super interesting. Now, um, turning to something else that's super interesting, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, uh, opens this week. Now, right now, it's got a seventy-two on Metacritic. That's based on thirty-nine critical reviews, so that's good. It's got a it's got a solidly in the green. Um, Adam, the computer, has seen it. He didn't give it. What I'm hearing is. It's a good movie. It's not the world's greatest movie, but it's a good movie. It's no one saying it's a disaster like the original one was back in two thousand. Um, every the, the consensus seems to be it's a good movie. You'll enjoy it. Adam totally not into Dungeons and Dragons. He just said it was okay. The first couple of acts kind of dragged. The third was better. The characters were all decent enough. Definitely felt MCU like. Just a bit long and dull. Didn't really get me interested in the lore. Six point five out of ten. Probably never think about it again. Now he's not a D and D guy, but he's a casual. Um, he's a casual, you know, like you know, supporter in the sense that like, he went to watch a film. I, I think it's super interesting um, how this film's going to do, and really, there's so much, in a way, kind of riding on it. This could be the moment for D and D to really break through. If this movie can be an absolute blockbuster, like I would say, north of five hundred million. Um, we could see a lot more D&D kind of animation, live action, etc. My fingers are crossed, basically. I'm seeing it next week with Dion and um, his daughter. Uh, what do you think, Rich? What's your, what's your feelings? What's your vibe? Uh, I'd probably more than likely lean toward Adam. Yeah. Agreeing with Adam. Um, what it you... doesn't... I just doesn't... I'm sorry, but I've I've watched all the trailers. <laughs> I find it super cringy, so I'm <laughs> not not cringy and like unwatchable, but just cringy in that. Yeah, I'd probably give it sort of seven out of ten, like more than likely. Um, yeah, well, that uh, but seven out of ten's not bad. No, I'm saying like the most it could probably do is seven if if it's fairly good. Otherwise, probably about six. Yeah, yeah. I look. I mean. I'm hoping for a lot more. I mean, I'm trying to keep my expectations in check. I'm having a problem with that. Um, but, you know, you know me, Rich. I do tend to get a bit excited, you know? Yeah. I, as I said, I just... I kind of feel like... Um, I don't understand why a D&D movie can't be more Lord of the Rings and less sure. MCU. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I, you know, like this one's like, oh my god, aren't we goofy? We're chopping. <laughs> I said something quirky, and it's like, yeah, that was in the first movie as well. Yeah, like yeah. The, the one back in the day, that was all like, <laughs> we're funny, we're you know, uh, we're comedians, blah blah blah, slappy slappy. Like, why do you have to do that again? Why can't you give us a serious? They always do it in D and D, though, man. They always do it. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I would like to see a serious D and D at some point. It would be nice. So would I. Oh yeah, so would I, and and like yeah, but they they love to rely on the comedy. They love to for some reason. It's 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 well, interesting. Can, okay, so this is my issue with a comedy. Okay, mm. a comedy is fine, but if you're telling me that there is some like massive peril to the to the world, mm. right, to to the kingdom, um, mm. but it's all jokey and laughy, then I just I can't take the peril seriously. Do you know what sure. I mean? Sure. I never feel like there is really a peril because you are not taking it. Do you know what I mean? You're all goofing around and joking. And that's fine if it's supposed to be a comedy yeah. where 
you know what I mean? Where it's like it's not really, a, you know, like a Johnny English movie. Yes, there's a bad guy that take over the world or mm. do whatever, but it's a comedy first. Mm. It's 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 more comical on how he solves it. I don't, you know, but I never feel like in Johnny English that there is peril, like because mm. I'm there for a laugh. I'm there to laugh at his antics and how stupid it is and and how he gets into situations. I'm not worried about the peril. Mm. It's more like what shenanigans is he going to have to. I just, if you wanted me to be like, oh no, we've doomed the world, we need to fix it. I don't think I'm going to feel like the world's in actual peril because you guys are going to be acting like a bunch of clowns. That's just my opinion. Sure. Look at this one guy from Original Sin, John Kirk, gave it 100 out of 100. If there was wow. anything missing from the lives of sword and sorcery loving nerds, it would be a proper Dungeons and Dragons movie. Now we have one. There you mm. go. Um, Fair yeah, I mean, the reviews are positive. Oh, one person gave it 25. Ouch. <laughs> he, he said, uh, it's like they asked Chat GBT to write a Marvel movie, except with Dungeons and Dragons characters. Seconds later, this spit out. <laughs> that's, that's a San Francisco. That sounds like, that sounds like my probably. Was yeah, I was going to say, is that my Richard? Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you working for the San Francisco Chronicle, Rich? <laughs> I might be. Could be a secret. That might be my yeah. um, pseudonym. Now, just look. I am hoping it does well. So far, the box office. It's only they've only got numbers. It's only been out a couple of days. They've only got numbers for the foreign markets. Uh, it's only a couple of markets that it's opened in that they've got numbers for. It's taken three hundred and thirty thousand, three hundred fifty thousand. In primarily uh, some Asian markets and. Uh, Eastern European. So that's essentially all that they've got numbers on right now. So next week we'll know. I guess it'll open in the States um, over this weekend. We'll we'll find out what the numbers are. Um, The reviews are positive. Again, uh, that's great, but I don't actually care about critic reviews. No, I know, but I mean for word of mouth is what I'm trying to say. You know. Sure. But you know what? Here's the thing. I I don't care... Critics might give it a good opening week, mm. but if the audience score isn't there, I do feel... Now, here's the funny thing. This is what sucks about critics. Critics can kill the first week of a movie, mm. right? But they can only bolster a bad movie for the first week. Oh, sure. Because once the audience goes to see it, and like that's rotten, like when the audience score is like, this is garbage, that's going to seriously... like So, uh, yeah, critics are great, but that's only for the first week if you've made a bad movie. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, so uh, we'll see. Like, uh, it'd be interesting just to see what the the actual audience score is and and what the D, all the D and D fans think about it. Yeah, and and I think a lot of them are going to be seeing it in this first week. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of opinions. Uh, Shane from Shane Plays uh, Geek Talk, um, the podcast um, I chat to a fair bit. He's going to see it. Um, he's going to give me his take. Um, yeah, all the D and D fans will, you know, and and, and we're not, we're a pretty critical bunch, you know. Um, there, there's there's going to be plenty. Sometimes you're overly critical, Dave, and then sometimes you're under critical. Sure. <laughs> now, also news out that Joe Mangalello is that how you say his name? Um, like yeah, he is doing a live action Dragonlance uh, TV show. That's been announced. So fresh off the heels of this movie yeah. announcement. Hopefully, hopefully, it won't be a wacky doodah. Well, it's not a wacky doo story, Dragonlance. It's a that's what I'm saying, but doesn't mean they won't make it a wacky doo. I hope they don't. That would that would suck. That would really suck because that's a you know. I mean, there are some comedic moments with um the Kenda, 
but yeah, of course, you in, do have you always yeah. got to have your comic relief, but yeah. it doesn't mean the whole show is a comedy. Yeah, well, I, I'm really, I really hope it happens though, because um, I mean, this guy has done a lot for the D and D franchise. He has really the like, and he's got a lot out of it too. But I mean, he's really sort of like kept the flame alive in Hollywood for the last say ten years. And talked up D and D, and he's helped that cachet of D and D's cool again, and like you know the fifth edition selling well and all that. So he has done his share, this guy, um, and he's hooked himself to the franchise, and now he's got a TV show out of it. I, I mean, fingers crossed, you know. Nice. Mm, so good for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's been one of those guys who's who's done a lot for it. So my fingers are crossed. Now we will have a probably actually yes. So we're we're, at, we're having a break for Easter. So when we come back after Easter, I will have the D&D Honor Among Thieves review, Rich. Um, so I will have that review by then because I'm seeing it next weekend. So cool. we've got that now. Uh, excuse my yawning. Um, Diablo 4, you played the beta, Rich. and Take us through it. What was it like? Um, hmm. Well, my, my review to you was it was mad. And what mm. I mean by that is, it's fine. <laughs> like right. I played it for about two hours because uh, that's all I felt like, and then I just kind of felt like I like. So the problem for the game is it's not offensive, but it doesn't grab you either. Mm. Like, uh, I, I they have made some changes I don't like, like the the camera angle is different, and it's a little bit closer to your character now. Mm. Um, which I wasn't a big fan of, but I mean, graphic-wise, it's fine. Combat, it's it's less. So far, it's less flashy than uh, Diablo three, so it feels a little bit more Diablo two ish, which is okay. But it just, I don't know. It just doesn't hit you in any way where you're just like, oh my god, like yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the, you know, I'm gonna keep playing. It's got mm. me, like, like, like. I, you know, like with Wulong, right? I'm playing that game, and if I say to myself, I just want to play for an hour, I'll probably end up playing. For an hour. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. you just it, you enjoy it, it, you want to keep going, whatever. When I was playing that, I I was kind of forcing myself to go for the two hours because after the first hour, I was kind of like, eh, okay, I get it. I... Uh, yeah, it's just it's just really down the middle. Mm. I can't say anything really bad about it, but I can't say anything. Were you playing on a Xbox? Yeah, I was playing on the Xbox. Just oh. uh, I didn't feel like downloading on the computer and all this. Mm. I just feel like laying on the laying on the couch because mm. I was playing Wulong while I was downloading. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, not a not a shining review. Um, when is the game actually out? Do we know? Uh, is it next month? Maybe. Wow. So it's coming up. Okay. Yeah. Well, betas betas are usually round about. Um, uh, usually round about the game coming out, so a mm. uh, June, so it's coming out June, so yeah, not too far, like another two months. Mm. Okay, well, we'll see. We will see what happens, um, and yeah, we we will basically see if the you know what the reaction is like to this game. I mean, it's huge. Like, yeah, like it's fine. Like you know what mm. I mean? It's fine. Like mm. I, I think some people are gonna really love it. I think some people are probably gonna be very blasé about it mm. i don't think too many people mm, you're probably gonna get some people that hate it but i think it's mostly i think it's just going to be like a mixed reviews mm. uh, that's probably the way i would see it i'd probably be like uh you know like when you go on steam it says mostly positive very positive. Mm. 
mix. I, I have a feeling it's going to be mix. That's that's my prediction because it's just. Mm. I don't know. Um, I actually I got more of a thrill out of Diablo three mm. playing this one. You prefer Diablo three? Well, when I first played it, I, the, the the combat and the story hooked me. Mm. Um, this one, uh, I don't know. Uh, I will say something that's really weird. So you can create your own character in this one. Mm. Um, and I think what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to, like, when you create a new game, it just randomizes all the characters. Mm. Um, I think there's five of them or six of them. I can't remember now. But what might all randomize to all be black characters. Right. <laughs> so when it was offered me all of the choices of the barbarian, the sorcerer, the druid, mm. the the Amazon, whatever, they were literally all black. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> That's a yeah. great randomizer you got there. <laughs> the, the all black randomizer. But you can surely change it to whatever you want. No, right? no, you can. But that, what I'm saying is when you boot it up, it's supposed to just give you like randomized. Sure versions you know like next time you start a game maybe they make the barbarian female the asian look but i just thought it was so funny that all of mine randomized to be black yeah. <laughs> characters i was just like wow oh, that's gonna be like a jackpot you know <laughs> if your randomizer randomizes all of that that's the jackpot. yeah i know now rich i don't know if you've heard of this um pub g creator brendan green's next project is a digital world the size of a real planet. He's building a virtual planet called Project Artemis to act as a big emergent space, but he doesn't want to dictate what players do with it. So he's creating this massive world, but he's not he's essentially just going to put... People are going to go in it online, and they can do whatever they want in this entire world that's going to be the size of a planet. Um, I mean, it sounds interesting. Like, people can build societies. They're going to have a light survival mode. People can fight. People can trade. He's like, people can knit. Um, what do you think, man? Like, is this the way of the Sounds future? boring. Yeah, it does sound kind of boring, but but also, surely it'll get violent, you know? Like, I can't imagine people in an online world behaving that well. They'll form factions and start fighting each other. I guarantee you it, yeah. it, it's going to become war. You know, it's going to be one I'll be, very, I'll be very interested to see um, how long it takes for the first war to happen. I would... First world war. <laughs> well, fucking seconds, I think, you know? No, not seconds, but it's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I said? Wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if, you know, if it's all like... If you said to me that he's done it, he's created a whole world that's not like, say, Skyrim, where it's you can walk the Skyrim world, you know, in like an hour kind of thing. You you can go from one end of the map to the other in roughly an hour. You can do it. If you create it so it's as big as Earth, I think it's even going to be bigger than Earth, um, and you had, like, volcanoes and stuff, imagine if some guy worked out a way to blow the world up. Like, if they got technology and stuff, couldn't they fuck the world up? Well, but, I mean, it's well, digital, so you can fix it. So you can just re... <laughs> restarted from the last thing and then add in a thing that stops people from doing that so i mean yeah it's, not, be no, awesome. it's not like the real world where there'll be actual <laughs> fucking you know lasting devastating consequences to someone fucking setting off a nuclear bomb or something but it would be cool if there was that's what i'm saying like surely if the world gets advanced enough and people create enough technology 
and start bombing each other and stuff. I, I'm kind of going in my head. I'm going. This could be, this could be the dark world. You know. He he thinks it's all going to be hippy dippy people knitting. Fuck knitting. You know. Um, it's going to start out with spears. It's going to end up with nukes, and then it'll go back to spears. As that old saying, you know, World War Three, be fought with nukes. World War Four will be fought with, you know, rocks and spears. You know what do you say, Rich? Am I am I dramatizing it too much? Yeah, I feel like I'm right on the fucking money, dude. No, I think uh, don't don't place that bet. Why? You what? You think they're okay. gonna they're gonna PG it? Okay, okay, Dave. Let me ask you a question. Um, before the before the invention of like um, uh, industrial stuff, sure. How many world wars were there? Define world war. World War, like that, that, that it, it takes place over like the globe in and involves multiple countries from across the seas. Well, and, World War One was the first one, exactly right. So, what on earth makes you think that the next World War will be with clubs and sticks? No, no, World up? War, no, World War Three would be. No, you said World War Three would be nukes and then World yeah. War Four would be clubs and sticks. My point is, after World War Three, the nukes go off. No, there was not going to be a World War II. Oh, I see. Like well, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I mean, you could say there were major wars, though. You know, there were huge wars, like yeah, you know, that's the just Thirty Years two, War. Like, yeah, but that's just like two factions or two countries or two Well, empires. like the Thirty Years War, the Hundred Years War. war. You know? Yeah, but again, we're talking about a world war that like sure. takes place pretty much over Europe and 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 involves most of the well, the Napoleonic the wars. The Napoleonic wars were close. Again, close, but that's still industrialized. I guess, sort of. You know, yeah, it's, that's still when we got technology Guns. that makes traveling easier, that makes yeah. fighting easier. Like the, that's my point. The only like the two world wars are all when we have the capabilities to. Go to any place. Well, although I would say Rome, Rome certainly controlling the Mediterranean. They they engaged in tons of wars. You know that moved troops around and stuff like that. The legions. Yes, but they did not get into a war with, let's say, China, Mongolia, and um, you yeah, know they had um, their limit. Egypt and whatever, all at the same time, and and there's a big war that's and every, you know what I mean, and uh, e Egypt sort of. Well, they fought at yeah, multiple it's fronts. It's not a world war, but yeah, but it's not a world war. Mm. No, I hear like, your point. No one's, no one's really coming to aid and all that. Like, it's not a world war that that you know, the Native Americans are not coming over to to fucking aid the Egyptians in their war with sure. Rome or whatever. Is my point. It's not a world war. But that's technological. Of course, there's been war, but there's never been a world war until world. Yeah, I know, but. Anyway, regardless, like, the people who were fighting back in those days, it was a pretty intense sphere, you know? Like, if you were one of the crusaders who went to Jerusalem or the Muslims who were, you know, fighting them and stuff, that was an intense sure, war. And there, and there always be, but my point is there will, no be a, there will never be a world war with dicks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear your point. But anyway, my point is, in this fucking world this guy's creating, is he going to have technology and stuff? Or is it going to be... Like, limited uh, to spears? I, no, I don't know. I imagine that he's allowing whatever the fuck they want. And it's going to be like plain fucking civilization or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I, I just I feel... Know. And honestly, I don't care. That sounds as boring. Why would I want to lead two fucking lives? <laughs> One, you know, that's what people don't seem to understand when 
they're like, oh, yeah, the metaverse. Why the fuck would I want to lead two different separate Well, no, I, 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 I can tell you why someone like me wants to because I want to go into full – I want to be that guy who blows up the world. That, that would be my mission. That Wow. Uh, yeah. Let's hope that no one sort of cuts that out of context. <laughs> no, but that would be my mission in this fantasy world. I'd be that guy. You know, I'd be on a death trip. I'd start, like, a cult and everything. Like, fucker, why not, man? Like... Fair enough. I, I just wouldn't play this. Rage against the fucking machine. That would be my fucking style of play. You know? Bunkers. Oh, okay. James Bond villain style. That's how I'll play that game. Oh, yeah, I'm moving it to a wall footing. I Look, I just think it sounds so pussified, though. Like, he's, like, going on how people are going to be knitting. I'm like, really? Like, that's it? He's like, I just think you can basically do what you want, and most and other people, if they just want to be like, I don't feel like knitting in the real world. I'm going to sit there and knit in my fake world. You can. Okay, great. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Fuck that. You know, I'm going to be forming like a fucking criminal organization. We're going to be trying to get that fucking bomb off and blow up the whole world and fuck his game up. That'd be awesome. That would be great. Do you think I could do it? I don't. I think you'd have to be like a real programmer. No, I'm sure, say, Dave. You can't even work at Discord. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm thinking is, uh, this is the thought that came into my head. Okay, because this guy's creating the world. You go into the volcano, like down the volcano, and there's a world underneath the world, kind of like you know Jules Verne or whatever style, uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs, you know, and you get into that kind of sphere of storytelling as well. Mm. You, you see what I'm saying? Now you're starting to hear it, Rich, aren't you? Now you're starting to think, well, Dave's onto something here big. Mm, no. Me just hearing what you're saying <laughs> and agreeing with you are two different things. <laughs> yeah, like, but also, like, there's a part of me, I agree with you. I don't want to be sitting there doing my taxes in the fake world, you know? Like, oh, it's tax time. We'll do my taxes. Oh, because that's not real fucking money. At least tax time in the real world gets me actual money. Yeah, but, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, oh, great, we can put the washing out. Fuck putting the washing out in the fucking fake world. That's why I'm on a death mission in the fake world. Because I'm like, you know, no consequence. What's the worst that can happen to me? They put me in prison in the fake world. Oh, well. You know, game over in the fake world. The fake world, I'm in prison, but like game over. Yeah, but like, but in the meantime, I'm scurrying around trying to build that bond to blow the world up. Now, relax and watch.
going to I think I, you can see my fantasy character in this. He's Would you describe him as evil? He's kind of more of an anarchist. Nope, evil. <laughs> no, I'm saying he's an anarchist, man. He just doesn't like authority. You know? Yeah, blowing up the world, evil. I don't care what fucking you want to call yourself. Uh, it's evil. But it's for the thrill of it. You know? Yeah, that's evil. I, you know, I will agree to disagree. Um, now, I want to hear the lamentation of the woman. I'm like, yeah, that's evil. <laughs> I was reading this thing about Christian Bale. He was shunning Chris Rock on a set. I thought at first it was something to do with the slap, but it was apparently because Chris Rock's so amusing that Christian Bale couldn't stay in character. He what, was. Were they on a movie together? They're shooting a movie together. I don't think it's come out yet. But oh, right. They're doing a movie together. And he was like, he's a great guy. We've got mutual friends. But I seriously couldn't spend any more time with him because he was just making me laugh so hard I couldn't act. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And, you know, we all know he's a real method actor as well. So he's like messing with his, you know, chi. Um, I would like to think of method actors. I like to call them meth head actors. <laughs> well, Christian Bale is a very good actor, but he does take him very seriously, you know? Well, there's no need to. Seriously, seriously. I mean, it's called acting. Yeah, you're but... telling me that you can't switch it off and on, then I just don't think you're a very good actor. I'm sorry. If you're like, I have to stay in character all the time because I can't get back into the character, then it's not a good actor. Sorry. I can see what... Look, Christian Bale takes it way too far, but I could see if you're trying to act some hardcore scenes, if it's really hardcore stuff, that you've no, got to yeah, get on the, in, on the scenes, but I'm talking about the people that are like, you must refer to me now as this person all the yeah, time, even when I'm not shooting. Then I'm like, oh, well, then you're not a very good actor. If you can't get back into character yeah. to then shoot the next scene, then I'm sorry, then you're not an actor. Like, No, I know. Or not mean. a very good actor. I know. Did you hear this thing about Jonathan Majors, a.k.a. Kang, was arrested on Saturday in New York on domestic violence allegations after a dispute with a 30-year-old woman who I believe is his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend. Um... There was reference to him, Rich, uh, having some priors, and some people were referring to him who've worked with him as a sociopath, Rich. A sociopath? Yeah, that's a that's a. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know anything about the guy, honestly. So no, well, I I I made a comment. Firstly, could it be a variant? You know, um, <laughs> well, I I said to you, wishes he has a time machine, and then you said maybe he's a variant. <laughs> and secondly, um, I put out there when I was chatting to Ray, I said, if he's a sociopath, imagine just hypothetically if he was a serial killer and the, and, and Marvel have hired a guy who's not only beating up on women, he's actually killing. You know, we've actually got a killer. car. That would be the first time. That would be a novel kind of thing. Imagine if they investigate him, they're like, oh, shit, there's a whole string of unsolved murders. <laughs> like, seriously. Hey, you never fucking know, eh? That's big. You never know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, look, and we're not saying he is. I, we, I'm just kind of, you know, sociopath is a very sort of um, uh, inflammatory statement to make, and that's what people were saying who have worked with him, that he's got priors on this. You know, he does beat up women. It's all alleged. None of it's proven. Um, we've had recent experience where I call for the vigilantes. You'll notice I'm being more measured here. You'll notice that, Rich. You haven't heard well, me call for vigilantes. No, um, because again, we none of this is none of this is proven yet. Yep. Um, these are just 
allegations, charges. But he has he been made... charged by the cops. He has been charged by the cops. Yeah, but that... so it, being charged is not the same thing as, as being guilty. Yeah, as, as being guilty. If sure. someone if someone accuses you of something, the cops charge you. Like especially if it's something like assault. Or, if they feel those grounds. If they feel those grounds. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, and this is why I find it so funny when they say, believe all women, and women never get believed, and it's like, yeah, they fucking do, sweetheart. Like, <laughs> if a woman walked up to a cop and said, that guy just assaulted me, yeah. they would handcuff me and say, you're fucking going, you, you, we, we're, you know, we're taking you in, because she, you know, uh, and even if you said, I have not touched her, yeah, they will not listen to you, they will literally take you and charge you, and then look into but they will treat you like a criminal sure. if a woman accuses you of laying a finger on her. Yeah. Like, and I'm sorry, that's that's fact. No, yeah. no cops are going sure thing, sweetheart. <laughs> Tell me another one. No, you <laughs> will you will seriously be arrested by the cops if a woman accuses you again until they've looked into the matter. But they will charge you on her word alone. Now, obviously, rape is going to be a little bit of a different thing. But, um, but this wasn't rape. Uh, this was um, no, no. But that's a more that's that's a, a more serious crime. But anything like that, they will they will sort of charge you on the spot if a woman accuses you of doing anything. Um, uh, so, but again, doesn't mean that it's true. Uh, and whether true or not, doesn't mean that she also can't decide you did it. But I forgive you, so I'm going to drop charges. So, well, his his lawyer was saying that the his lawyer obviously is claiming innocence. Uh, it is troubling. That what? Ha- That's unbelievable. Yeah, it is troubling that there are other accusers out there who are saying this is a pattern this is a pattern yeah but can i just say something there's always more accusers when one person comes forward have you noticed that like everyone is silent there's no accusers (laughs) until one person comes through and then all of a sudden other people go actually yeah yeah, me too and it's like really or you just looking for your five minutes of fame yeah yeah true or a paycheck too you know Yeah. yeah yeah it's true yeah look I'll be honest. My vibe is this guy's as guilty as hell. That's my vibe. <laughs> no, I, I I tossed it around in my head. I saw a picture of him, and you know what went through my head? Guilty. You know, I actually said that um, Jonathan Majors maybe recast because let's face it, Rich. Have you ever heard of him before? Fucking Kang. I know I haven't. Um, what about? Uh, well, the, the only thing I knew him for Kang was uh, that. Uh... One season of that show they got cancelled. That was the Lovecraft. Oh, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. I never watched it. Um, okay, so you know him from that. But I was saying, okay, what if we retire Jonathan Majors and replace him with Lee Majors? <laughs> we we call the six million dollar man back into circulation. Oh my god! Seriously, your yeah. brain doesn't. Work right. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, let's get an age on Lee Majors. Uh, he's got to be eighty, surely. Um, yeah, minimum. I would is say. he is he cybernetic, or was that fantasy? You know what, Dave? I'm gonna let you figure that one. Eighty-three. Has he still got it in him? Do you think? Do you think Probably he could? Not, Dave. When's the last time you've seen him in anything? I'm looking at a picture of him from the 2017 Florida SuperCon. Um, he still looks like he's he's walking around, you know. Um, he was what a, what a low bar. <laughs> he's still walking around unassisted. Um, I'm calling for it. I I'd love it if Lee Majors came back in. You know, if they said to you, "Look, Jonathan Majors is out. Um, Lee, available." I guarantee you he'd say available. You know, 
I'm looking. Well, I mean, he, here's the thing. I would love. I want to see how uh, if there's any double standards. Right. Because the Rick and uh, Morty guy. Yeah. I don't care for him. I don't care about him. I don't know anything about him. But he was let go. Oh, in a heartbeat. On the spot. On the spot. Oh, what's that? You've been accused. Fuck off. Yeah. We don't want you here anymore. I want to see if Marvel do the same, or if Marvel's like, oh yeah, but we, you know. But he's so pivotal. We don't really want to, you know. You could recast this guy in a heartbeat, dude. No, no. But but my point is, they were building this guy. Going to be in the new. Oh, he's a rising name. Do we really want? Because let's be honest, the guy that's the Rick and Morty guy, like most people didn't even fucking know his. Although name. he like, does voice Rick and Morty, I believe. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that most people. Yeah, don't know. Like him. they they don't know him because. It's like facial recognition. Yeah, it's animation. Like, yeah, compared to live action. Yeah. Yeah, it's more they remember the character, but they might not even remember. Oh, who's that? Oh, oh, right, right. That's. But he's got a face, and he's got the Creed movie. They've set him up in the the TV show in this movie now, and they might not be willing to to um to part with him. And then then I just think that shows a real double standard. Could it be a diversity thing too? You know, I'm I'm just putting it out there. Oh, I mean, definitely could be as well. Yeah, I'm just putting it out there. I look. I think they'll dump him in a heartbeat if it gets much hotter. If the charges get dropped, he'll be fine, it, as in he'll keep his role. But if he actually fucking it starts looking bad for him, like in court, I think they'll drop him. I really do. I, I we know yeah, how cowardly it is now. Johnny Depp got dropped as well. Hey, like, sure. and again, I'm not saying Johnny Depp was innocent. Mm. I'm just saying both of those people were sh- were shitty pieces of shit. Yeah, but. She didn't get dropped from anything, and he got dropped from everything. Sure. Right? Yeah, he's um, kind of coming so back I, though now, Johnny Depp. After no, that. but yeah, but I mean, come on, like he's he's no longer going to be in any pirate. Sure. Um, they kicked him out of Fantastic Beasts. Mm. Um, whether they're good movies or not, my point is that's paychecks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying he's hurting, but you know, it doesn't make him look good, and then you know. You know, no one wants to go the Mel Gibson route, okay? Mm. No one wants to have to go through that comeback and be like, now I've got to go do those fucking indie movies. Sure. You know, to to build my my thing up because no big name studio will touch me. Mm. You know, it's like no one wants that, honestly. So, Mm. um, but again, I just want to see, yeah, I'd be very interested. I I don't want him to, but if he doesn't, there is a double standard. Oh, my, Um, my attitude is fuck him. Like, fuck this guy, you know? It, it, like if he was beating up on women, if he let's let's no, no, no. hypothetical. No, no, no. What I mean by I don't want him, I, I don't want to. I mean, if he is innocent, I certainly don't want him to lose his job or his career or no. his whatever. But but at the same time, I'm like, yeah. But if they don't do it, then yeah. there's a double. Then there's a clear double standard of who gets fired. I think there's a double standard. I think there's a huge double standard here, and I I think in his favor is the fact that. He is so critical at this exact point in time for Marvel. You know, that's in his favour. It won't help him if he gets found if he's found guilty, um, or even pleas out. I think he'll be in trouble. If he's exonerated or charges are dropped, he will stay as king. If he pleads out to something lesser, and certainly if he's found guilty, he he will be dumped. Now it's a question of when. I think it'd be super interesting. It's a headache for Marvel. I mean, Ant-Man 3 underperformed. All we've heard about is how fucking great Kang's going to be, and suddenly this has happened. You know, the worst possible timing. 
it might be easier just to recast him now. You don't say, fuck you, um, criminal charges, code of conduct, show him the pink slip, and just hire another actor. You know, same sort of age, etc. Yeah, yeah, could be. But again, he's... Uh... It is it certainly is difficult because again he's not a it's not a side character like Rhodey mm. or or something. I mean he's the main bad guy. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and you know what? You could get away with it with um, Thanos because he's a CG character. So you could have just got someone who makes himself sound like Josh. Brock. Oh, breaking news, Rich! Willow is not getting a second season. Fucking good, you know? Jesus, like. Well, not yet, anyway. Well, no. Apparently, they came out and said it's officially. You know, oh, oh, and they yeah. finally have put their nail in the coffin. Didn't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, can I be honest? The original movie sucked. And uh, no, it didn't. You love it. Okay. I thought it sucked. No, I don't love it, but I enjoy it. I think it's yeah. a good movie. And I think, um, um, uh, what's his name? Fucking, Warwick uh, Davis? No, 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 no. Uh, Val Valkyrie. I think Val Kilmer is fantastic in it. Um, uh, it's it's not the best movie, but it's an enjoyable movie. But it's certainly not a movie that needed a sequel or a continuation. That's for sure. Yeah. I think we've got different versions of fucking good. Like I thought it sucked. I'll be honest, sucked. And um, I, I I just it boggles my mind. Out of all the things in the world that Disney were like, we've got to remake fucking. Um, well, they're not remaking this. No, it's not a remake. It's a sequel. sequel. I know, sequel, whatever. But. Yeah, I don't know. I while we're talking, I'm looking at um, Blu-rays of Six Billion Dollar Man, <laughs> the box set. Um, I used to love that show. Um, yeah, but anyway, look. Yeah, Willow's not getting a second season. Now, I want to get your honest take on this. Breaking news, and this comes from Chris Carter, the creator of X Files. Ryan Black Panther Coogler is reportedly working on a reboot series for the X Files, featuring a more diverse cast. Um, is this going to mean a black and Asian um, Scully and Mulder, or do you think he's going to be... What, what do you think the story is, Rich? Hmm. Or could it be a sequel series with just like an Asian detective? So are they rebooting it, or are they... Or, or they well, the word, the word he used, I saw his quote was he's going to remount it. It made it sound like he was going to fuck it. Like, you know, he was remounting it like a fucking... <laughs> Like, I was like, so, <laughs> like, but that was the, that was what he, he said remount, but, um, the news picked up reboot, but it could easily be a sequel. It would probably make more sense just to be in a, a, a sort of, it's an X-Files now, you know, um, but I did feel that the last season of X-Files they did was relatively weak. You know how he brought it back? recently like he brought it back a couple of years ago oh yeah i didn't even bother watching that oh uh, some of it was okay but then it got kind of weak pretty weak really honestly like it wasn't it was really watered down and it was not good it wasn't the x-files that we remember it was it this it was story as well it wasn't the performances it was the story there was a couple of good episodes but um i always felt they made a mistake when they got into the personal life of Skulder and mully and that's what they do in the new one too. Uh, I I felt that they always should have just stayed as colleagues, like friends, but colleagues. I felt it was a mistake to romantically link them, you know. Um, and... I mean, can it be honest? But the thing is, that does happen though, Dave. I mean, hmm. if you've got two single people, sure, 
and they spend that much time and especially if you look at that where their lives are always in danger you do i i can't see it being a natural progression that's the thing like mm. it, it to me it, that's a it's that's of course people in situations like that who spend so much time with each other would almost yeah i i just felt it was a bad storytelling um though you know i'm not saying it doesn't happen of course it happens but I don't know. I just, I, I just felt that going into the personal lives was a mistake. They should have kept it focused on the cases. No, I'm happy, but I think they should have, like, when they knew it was coming to an end, mm. then they could have had them sort of get together, mm. and and the last few, the last season could have been them as, as sort of a couple because uh, maybe they can solve the mystery at the end or something like that. You know what I mean? Or get some closure, and then you finish it off, and you go, there we go, nice little bow on it. Mm. Um, because the yeah, the problem is is once they become married, it's and and then she believes and also believes. Then it's like okay, but then you have got no one pushing against him. That's yeah. the big issue. Yeah, I totally agree. You know? So yeah, but hey, look, I think you can do it. I think you just had to do it right. <laughs> what do you think about this more diverse cast though? This reboot by Ryan Coogler. I can. I don't know. I always get. Um, I always roll my eyes whenever it's like for a modern audience or a more diverse cast because I'm like, okay, one, you've already. You've you've already put the wrong thing at the top of the most important pile. Like, mm. that's not important. First of all, is story, mm. um, character, and then who's going to play the characters. Like, you need to write these characters with with really no race in mind. Mm. Um, uh, you you can have it in mind. Like, maybe there's a particular actor that you like, and so you can maybe build that character in, in the hopes of you're going to get that actor or something like that, which some people have done. Mm. Where they've imagined a certain actor, but yeah, the character and story should be hundred percent first. I don't care about diversity for diversity's sake. I care about story. Sure. Like, I give you a perfect example. I I will keep going to Wu Long and all that, but I, it's because I was talking to uh, 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 a colleague today, and and they're talking about representation. And I said, you know, I, I I'm one of those people where I don't have to see myself. Mm. in something to enjoy it and a perfect example is wulong right mm. wulong you create your own character you can make a character uh caucasian you can make them black you mm. know what i mean and, and a set in in china in in ancient china but i created a chinese character yeah because i don't have to you know what i mean i don't have to see myself yeah you don't in yeah. the game i just yeah. have to see my character oh yeah yeah they always go on about oh finally i can see myself on screen it's like yeah i think we've passed that and again i did that because time. i'm like it's ancient china i mm. would be a chinese person i wouldn't be a caucasian or a yeah you know an african running around in in china winning wars and all that and so to me the story is important the authenticity is important like mm. I don't, yeah, I don't like the this thing of like just change for change sake. It's 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 unnecessary. Yeah, no, I hear. You. Doesn't mean it can't be good, but you know, mm. I'm just saying, if you've got a pyramid of important things, diversity should be well near the bottom. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm certainly not convinced that um, it's the way forward, but we'll see what happens. But I will say this: that the X Files had run out of steam anyway. So, the, oh the, yeah, 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 the, yeah, the last. Two seasons, I think he did two seasons, were not were not strong. There were some good moments, and like we enjoyed it, but we didn't finish watching it because we were just like, well, yeah, I, this mate, isn't I've, it. I've got the entire box set of the original, yeah, and that's all I need. That's, yeah, yeah, that's that's all the X Files that exist to me. <laughs> if you said to me, or oh, you've got uh, all the originals, uh, even yep. not the two movies, I'd be like, okay, you know, I don't I'm mind, the, I don't mind the movies, but they were inessential, you know. 
Correct. Yep, correct. Yeah. Um, how about this? Uh, Peter um, has called on Amazon Studios and the wider world of TV production to stop using real animals after a horse died on the set of Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Rich, where are you on this? I'm an animal well, we rights activist. I, I was going to say, we haven't stopped using stuntmen because stunt people have died on movies. So I don't why I should give a crap about a horse. That poor woman who died of the Deadpool uh, 2 set, I think, with the motorcycle, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Um, look, unfortunately, collateral damage. You know what happens? Um, yeah, hey, look, yeah, I mean, shit goes wrong. I mean, you're making... You know, you're making movies um, with uh, increasingly dangerous, more dangerous stunts, yep. uh, wire work and stuff and all that. And look, they try and be careful as possible. No one went out to kill this horse, mm. but, you know, no one set out to kill. I mean, for fuck's sake, Eddie Baldwin just shot a woman dead on a set of a movie. Like He did. Um, That's true, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I, I can't. I just can't bring myself to care about one horse. <laughs> <laughs> that that died. Um, I just can't. Like it no, sucks. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying yay, but no, I, hear I, 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 I hear also can't bring myself to care. Look, I think like also. I'm sorry. Like westerns and stuff. Like what are they going to do if they can't have horses? <laughs> like seriously. Well, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of companies they do make expensive replicas of animals and stuff and all that. Yeah, um, but horses in a western man. Like you get to Clint Eastwood, no. he can't use horses. No, no, but he doesn't. Okay, so they use horses, obviously, for when they're riding. But when there's sets where, like, a horse has to, like, dive now or or, or, or stumble and whatever, that's animatronic stuff now. Okay. Where does well, this now, now it's just CG. Before, they used to make actual, like, animatronic horses and, like, buffalo. Anything that was supposed to, like, die or, or, or sure. crash into the ground. Now, before, back in the day, they used to actually chop the legs from the horses or force them to like fall and all that and, and horses were severely injured and all that sort of shit certainly not condoning that but come on like in this day and age that's like they are as safe as they safe can be like i've got a question know. where's where does this live mr ed you know um. <laughs> only you would bring up something so fucking like non-relevant in, in a, in a, <laughs> what do you mean? Where does it leave him? Where, where it leaves him where he's always been, non-existent anymore. <laughs> Back in the fifties or whatever. Yeah, I, I, like I used to love Mister Ed, the horse, of course. <laughs> um, for for younger listeners, you may not recall Mister Ed. It was a long-running black and white show uh, with a talking horse, Mister Ed, and it was fantastic. I I used to love Mister Ed, um, and he was a real horse. I do not believe he spoke, although as a child I didn't realise that. Um, but that was a real horse, man, and most of the time, from my recollection, he was behind a stable, you know, a stable doors. He did a yeah. lot of his best work from behind those doors. Um, they almost all his only work. I think they used to feed him, like, a lot of peanut butter. I've, I've, I've read to get him, he used to lick his... Um, you know, to get his mouth moving the way it did so they could get him speaking. Like, obviously, they dub it, but, like, to get his mouth moving. I think I read that he was addicted to peanut butter or something. He, Mr. Ed had a fucking addiction problem. Well, they used that's how they used to get him to talk. Yeah. Is they would put peanut butter in his, uh, like, uh, around his teeth mm. um, to make him, you know, move his, his, his this mouth. Is gonna, his this is going to sound... Like, I'm joking, but he was actually, like, for a horse, a particularly good actor. You know? No, he was. 
I, I know that you're going to laugh when I say that, but <laughs> no, he was. Like, you know, people get, you know, what do you call it? Like, um, sort of like they get praise for their acting. Well, the horse in Mr. Ed, he was fucking good. You know, I, I assume, I'm not okay. sure. Okay. I don't know how long horses live. Um, the show went from 61 to 66, so it wasn't, there we go, it wasn't in the 50s. It was obviously in the 60s, more more modern. Um, I'm wondering, and this is annoys me, they've got the main cast. Oh, no, they've got Mr. Ed listed. Bamboo Harvester was Mr. Ed. I was, I was going to start losing my temper because I didn't think they listed the horse in the main cast, but they did. Okay, so Alan Lane played the voice. Bamboo Harvester, this horse lived from 1949 to 1970. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? In, six, right. in 1968, two years after the cancellation of Mr. Ed, and I seriously do not understand why they would have cancelled it, at the age of 19, Bamboo began to suffer from a variety of age-related ailments, including kidney problems and arthritis. He was euthanised in 1970. Jeez, that would have been a tough day, real tough day. Bamboo Harvester. I, no, he honestly deserves uh, a Hollywood star in the Hall of Fame. Probably has one, and I think a posthumous Emmy as well. Um, he was a really like we always praise humans, you know, but like dogs, like Lassie and Mister Ed. I honestly believe they deserve the plaudits as well, you know, because he had to do a lot of work behind those doors, man. If you recall, Mister Ed. I don't think he did as much work as Lassie did, if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, we'd have to go back to the fucking files to check that out. Lassie did a lot more running around than Mr. Red. You know, he was an older horse. Like, Lassie was, like, in the spry, you know, peak of her life, you know? Um, anyway, so moving on. Um, you've got some moving on from my Mr. Red. Advertisements. Yeah, it's quite a weird tangent that we went on. <laughs> well, I, yeah, no, I've thought, I think of him often because I liked him, and I, in my imagination, he's still alive. And suddenly, I thought, "There's no way Mister Ed could still be alive." Like, I don't know how long horses live. I wouldn't have even thought a horse could live as long as he did. He lived almost thirty years. Um, horses can can live quite long. I didn't know that. Um, I bumped into a dog today when we were going out for a walk. That's twenty. Um, which I think is very old for a dog. And, um, you know, it was fragile, but it was still alive. Now, Rich, you've got some news about Joe Casada. What's going on? Since you put some Amazon news in there, uh, Amazon Studio, I thought uh, apparently Marvel, uh, former Marvel IEC Joe Casada mm. joins Amazon to develop comic book properties. Now, I'm assuming this is going to be new properties or their, uh, what's the... Um, like their comicsology stuff. Yeah, they're comicsology original stuff. Right, yeah. Okay, well, he was a, he's a gifted artist, Joe Casada. I, I know he was more of an executive for the last, you know, couple I of wish decades. He had actually, yeah, I wish he had done more artwork. Um, I, I really enjoyed his art. Hey, he's a good artist, yeah, very good artist. Um, Yeah, no, very talented artist, but uh, he be, definitely became more of an executive over at Marvel, like, quite successfully for a long time. Yeah, him and... Um, him and... Uh, Jim Lee? Jim Lee kind of... Similar past artists that uh, became sort of part of running the show and yeah. then did, kind of did less and less artwork. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Well, exactly. Although I must be ever honest with you, I prefer Joe Casada's art over Jim Lee's. Though. 
Yeah. Well, Jim Lee's later stuff. I think his early stuff is fine. Mm. But, uh, man, I thought Joker Salad had such an interesting art style. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, no, I, I like Joker Salad's art, for sure. Um, Liv Tyler is reprising an MCU role of Betty Ross in Captain America New World Order. Um, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I, I guess she's taking any roles available, but I mean, Jesus Christ, it's been a long time since she was Betty Ross. That was back in the Incredible Hulk movie with um, uh, Ed Norton, wasn't it? Who, yeah, yeah. Who was the who was the original Betty Ross in with the that, in in the film with Eric the, Banner? Yeah, I don't remember to be honest. Um, oh, what's her name? Wasn't it the chick from um, Labyrinth? Oh, fuck. Jennifer, what? Um, she was Jess, also in the Jessica, Maverick movie. Yeah, I know. Jen, Jennifer Donnelly, isn't, isn't that the name? Is that the yeah, name? yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Connolly, Connolly. Connolly, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Jennifer Connolly, yeah. Um, anyway, so I've been Liv Tyler's back. I'm not excited at, at all. Uh, give me more Hulk. I don't know if I need that much Betty Ross in Captain America New World Order, really. Mm, maybe she's going to be playing... Um, oh, fuck. The She-Hulk. Red, uh, red, red She-Hulk. Oh, no thanks. <laughs> I, I or, or maybe she. What, what did she also turn into? A uh, harpy, like the red harpy or something. Yeah, she does, and I hate it. Um, yeah, like, can I be honest? I find Betty Ross fucking annoying as a character. I always have, and like Hulk is so much more interesting than Bruce Banner, you know. And Hulk, <laughs> Hulk is awesome. Bruce Banner is okay in light doses, I like certainly. But like when when you get Betty Ross turning into the Red Harpy, I'm like, count me fucking out, you know? Count me fucking yeah, out. Yeah, and wasn't um, and who who turned into like the Blue Abomination? It was uh, no idea. Rick uh, Rick Jones. Okay, well, yeah. Has Rick Jones been in it? How come Rick Jones doesn't get a run? Rick Jones was all o- all over that Marvel stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, this Ben Schwartz has been campaigning to play Plastic Man since 2018, suggested a live-action version could be DC's Deadpool. Who's Ben Schwartz, Rich? Um, so he's the guy that voiced Sonic in the two Sonic movies recently, but he's also the annoying um, guy on Parks and Rec. Um, uh, what's his name? Oh, right? this guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know the guy. He's actually a good I- actor. Yeah. And I must be honest, the, his look, I was like, fuck, yeah, he actually looks like he would nail Plastic Man. He's in House like, of Lies, too. He's very good, actually. Yeah, you know? he's very good at being schwarmy as well. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this kind of annoying, yeah, talk shit kind of person. So I was just like, when when I heard that he was trying to, you know, get the role of Plastic Man and try and get them to make a Plastic movie, I was like, shit, that's actually pretty perfect casting. Actually. Yeah, yeah. No, if you, if you like him, check out House of Lies. He's very good at that. That's where I know him from. Um, yeah, he voices Sonic, does he? I didn't realise yeah. that. I just watched Sonic 2 um, just recently. I enjoyed it. Yeah, in, in Parks and Rec, he plays uh, John Ralphio or something like that. Like, this really annoying... He's that guy. really fucking annoying guy who comes in who's, like, super smarmy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah he's funny in that too, actually, yeah. Friends with that uh, Aziz character. Yeah, who I find yeah. fucking annoying, but he is also well, funny. Supposed to, though. Like that. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. Like... He's a character you love to hate. That that Indian guy. Um, yeah, no, he's he's. He, they're actually that's actually a really good show. I must say, it's a mm. very strong ensemble cast in that show. 
Uh, now, Amy Jo Johnson, you know more about the Power Rangers than me. She revealed she skipped the Power Rangers reunion over money. Not over money, she's saying. She's saying the accusation that was over cash was simply not true. The guy who killed himself also didn't uh, go for it. I mean, I, I think she's lying. I think it was over cash. I think that's also why the other guy didn't do it. He obviously had other problems. Um, sadly killed himself. Um, I'm so surprised. So what did you say the reasons was? She didn't speak. She didn't say. She says it well, wasn't money. She, she said I have yeah, my own reasons. Fair enough. But I think, I don't know. I find it hard to believe it's not about money if you're not offering the alternative reasons. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe she's trying to... We can only speculate. Maybe she's got some sort of story about sexual harassment or something, you know, previously as as one of the Pink Power Rangers, you know? I don't know. I'm, I can't think of what other reason it would be because she certainly... Maybe, but she's done other things, though. That's the other... Like, she's she's done, like, reunion stuff and all that, so I don't know what... I think it's... And it's she, she can't turn and say, oh, it's a, I, I, I've got so much on my plate. She's got nothing on the plate. She's got zero. It's like... You know, I don't know. I don't know. And it's, I don't know, it's weird. Like, what do you, what the hell is it that you can't talk about it? Like, it's so private. I just kind of go, oh, this is weird. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it is it is odd. It is very odd. Uh, this was interesting. Renfield star Nicolas Cage reveals he'd be open to playing the Spectre in a DC Universe film. He said, Jim Corrigan, the Spectre. That would be a fun one, but it's a hard one to pull off because he's virtually invincible. He has no weakness. Unique characters have a kryptonite that have a flaw. But he's kind of unbeatable. That would be a fun one. I think you could do an interesting Spectre. Um, a Spectre. He was actually specifically asked uh, if there were any undead characters that he'd like to tackle now that he's played both Ghost Rider and Dracula on the big screen. So it's a very specific question. Good answer. It shows you Nick Cage knows his comics, doesn't it? Like, and, you know, because that's... And, also, and, and yeah. also knows who he'd be good at playing. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think he, you know... Yeah, I, I, I think he could pull off Spectre, for sure. Easily. I think Nick Cage can play most things. Um, do we know who Matthew McFadden is? Because apparently he has a big role in Deadpool 3. No idea. Let's have a look at this fucking guy. Like, people announce this like we're supposed I had a, I had a look, and the only thing that I know him from, because I saw you put this in the news, was the terrible Three Musketeers movie. I'm looking um, at this guy. I've never seen him in my life. Um, yeah. So it's I'm like who, who, are yeah. you a fucking owl? I'm I'm, I'm, the same. <laughs> I'm the same. It's not the owl part. Yeah, he's in Succession. That's what that's what he's in. He was Mister Darcy in Pride and Prejudice in 2005. I didn't see it. Uh, Jesus Christ! I'm looking at his his. He was in Frost Nixon. He was in Three Musketeers movie from 2011. I didn't see that movie. Um. Yeah, I actually don't think I've seen him in anything he's done, um, other than I would have seen him Frost Nixon, but I don't recall him being in it. Yeah, it, it looks like a lot of British stuff. Yeah, it's. But he is a British actor. Yeah, so. it's a lot of British stuff. He was in Ashes to Ashes, um, the sequel um, to Life on Mars. So okay, he's he look he's he's got a he's got a decent body of work. He's been in stuff, but he's just not a name that you would recognise. No, I and not stuff I've personally seen, but I don't watch a ton of British stuff. Um, I hope he's got the range needed for a very comedic performance because I want uh, Succession's his big thing. Like the fact, yeah, that he's but in succession. Fair, he might be playing a straight character, like the, the a straight character in a Deadpool. Like I don't want any straight characters, man. I want it to be as wacky as fucking anything. 
Listen, you need to have a straight character, otherwise Deadpool's not as funny. As it's just off the rails. If I was doing it, it'd be completely... That's, that's why they gave him Cable, because they needed a straight guy. That's yeah. why they always paired him with Spider-Man or Wolverine, because he needs a, he needs to play off a straight character. Do you remember that Deadpool comic where it's like Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe and then he kills the writers in Marvel? That was pretty funny. <laughs> no, but that sounds funny. Yeah. Um, surprising fans, WB's Smash Brothers uh, shutters versus... Oh, yeah, versus the versus thing. Um, shutters until 2024 with no refunds. This multi-versus thing where they had like the... Remember they had like the Looney Tunes characters and stuff were all fighting each other and everything and like all the different characters from all the Warner Brothers yeah, properties. All Warner Brothers properties. Yeah. You weren't you playing this? I I didn't no. recall. I thought you no, you you were saying you were playing it or something. Nope, not me. I'm having some fake memory. I I seriously it wouldn't surprise me if I'm getting memory implants that are inserting fake memories in me. No, now. I did put in the news the one time that uh, uh, Velma got in trouble because. Oh, her yes. finishing one of her special moves was calling the cops and yes. someone had footage of she was she was going up against LeBron because LeBron's a fucking character because of the shitty um movie. Um that's right. I remember Space Jam, that was a Space Jam two or whatever. It was. <laughs> and they were like it's racist because everyone yeah, like, they're like, Oh my gosh, he's calling cops and black people. Oh, like, that's right. I, on everyone. Because it was when BLM was at its fucking height. Yeah. And yeah, how ridiculous. That you know what that is that actually is what I remember. That is hilarious. That that was controversial that Velma could call the cops and people were like, "Oh my god, she's so racist. We can't play Velma." Um, yeah. And that, yet if it came out right now, I don't think anyone would bat an eyelid. No. It that was at the height of um BLM um, the fake city of Chaz, if you recall. Remember that, Rich, where they don't have cops, they've just got people walking around with big sticks beating people up and stuff. Like, they don't... And guns. Not and guns, things. yeah. Like, um, yeah. That was the height of insanity, uh, basically, um, during that period. Uh, frankly, it was absolutely ridiculous. People were burning down buildings, uh, destroying shops, turning over cars in the street. Apparently, it was all okay. Remember? It was the summer of love. It was the summer of love, baby. <laughs> summer of love if hosted by fucking Charlie Manson. <laughs> um, anyway, so, well, they've shuttered it. So it can't be doing that well if they've shuttered it so soon. Um, well, no, you said until 2024. With no refunds. Yeah, okay. I, I so did... wait, wait, they've, they've closed it, but it's coming back in 2024? Yeah. They closed I, it in 2024? No, I read the article. Um, they've closed it now. And they were doing all this stuff like they do, they've done. They were like, "Oh, we did a lot of play testing, and now we're going to work on the f floors." Because and if stuff. I remember correctly, this was still in like uh, pre like pre launch. It hadn't right. actually launched. Well, so you know how you get you know how you get game previews now. Or yep. you, can, you can sort of pay to play games while they're making it, which it I hate. Which I but fucking yeah, I hate. Think, I think it's fucking stupid as hell, but. Yeah, no, I do. Like, I'm just like, give me the fucking game. Like, I understand if you need to patch it when it comes out, but I don't want to play like a little bit of a game and then be like, oh, gee, I enjoyed that taste. You know, um, like, fuck it. Like, it's give me the proper fucking game, please. Like, I don't want them to do that to GTA 6. Like, oh, you can play it like the fake version for like a, for two weeks, then we're going to take it away again. I'm like, no, fuck you. Um, I'd rather wait. But anyway, um, now. Zachary Levi 
He's back in the news again, Rich, and he's complaining again. This guy's actually, you can tell he's had a bomb because he's a bit bitter. He's claiming he was misled by Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige about his role as the Warriors 3 Fandral in the Thor movies, which was a blink and you miss it role. Feige is like, hey, this was his quote, Feige is like, hey, would Zach want to take this role again? And to be honest, look, and I insist on talking to Kevin about it for two reasons. One, I saw the first movie and I didn't really feel like the Warriors 3 were utilised in that great of a way. And I was like, is that going to be the case again? Because is it, because if it is, I really don't want to do that, you know? And he's like, no, 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 it's going to be a huge part of the movie. Not so much, as it turned out. That was his quote. Um, and it was blinking him, he said, and I believe he got killed very quickly in Ragnarok. And that was the end of Fandral and the Warriors 3. Um, I think No, I don't even think they showed up. Did they show up in Ragnarok? Yes, there's a scene where they get killed. Yes. There is a, there, oh, yeah, 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 there is. Again, as you say, blink and you fucking miss it. So. Yeah, and I honestly feel like he's rewriting history. He, he took the money. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, oh, here, because, we here no, we go. No, no, no. So here's the thing. He is bitter. There's no doubt about it. I yeah. think he's definitely pissed off that his movie's not done well. But usually people, when they get pissed off, will air things that are true because mm. they want to. Now, you have to remember that Taika Waititi came in for Ragnarok and basically changed mm. a lot. So they may have had, it may not have been a lie. This is what I'm trying to say. It might not have been a lie. Maybe they were supposed to do something, but because maybe the Thor movies weren't doing so well, mm. Taika came in and he just said, look, I'm, I don't care about this idea or what you, whatever. I'm getting rid of those people. My movie, I don't need them in the movie. Mm. So they gone. And, you know, so, I'm saying I'm not def- I'm not defending him, but I'm not def- you know, I'm kind of more defending Kevin Feige where I'm not necessarily saying he's lying. I'm saying maybe there was a plan, but then bringing Taika away in. Oh, I see what plan. you're saying that it got it got kind of nixed the plan. Yeah, yeah, no, that, well, that's definitely possible. Because was Thor Ragnarok Taika Waititi's first one? It yeah. was. Yeah, so yeah, he could have come in with just a completely different script. And, and different idea. Like he's like, no, nah, I don't want to take them down that route. I want to get rid of these Warriors Three. They're crap. I don't need them. Yeah. I've got my own funny rock man that I'm going to voice. Yeah, I've got called. <laughs> I've got. I've got all the fucking secrets. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that that definitely could be the case. Um, you know, but like, it, I don't know if it's wise for Zachary Levi, fresh off a bomb, to be bad mouthing the Marvel franchise because he's going to need another job. You know. Like I would be bad mouthing Kevin yeah. Feige in the press if I was an actor. That's not a that's not a that's not a good career move, you know. Uh maybe he's doing that to DC, but like, yeah, we'll keep him. He's, he 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 sticks it to Marvel. Yeah, he's loyal. <laughs> this guy's loyal. This I guy, this guy fucking needs it. Uh, anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on this story, dude. Uh, if I'm not joking, I'm still open to a, another movie with him as long as they get rid of the kids. If they can give me a movie where it's basically just him, Freddy, and Mary, mm. um, and and just you know just fucking give us a different Black Adam, I don't give a fuck. Mm. I don't care for that it's not The Rock. Just yeah. get another actor. I couldn't give a fuck. Just give me one more movie, and give me Black Adam, um, and and him fighting. Yeah, and then I'll I'll be happy. That like that's all I need. I just need give me one more movie, and make it him versus Black Adam, and just make it right. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, no, I hear you, man, I hear you. Now, did you hear with this Chris Avalon guy? He was accused of sexual misconduct and he accepted a seven-figure payment 
to settle a libel suit with those who accused him of sexual misconduct, and they came out and apologised. And uh, he's a game designer um, and writer, I think. Oh, that's from... Uh, from Dying Light. Uh, oh, no, he's from Fallout. Yeah, and, and Dying Light, he was behind as well. And, yeah, like, it was a, they did a full retraction, and, like, he, yeah, seven-figure payout and, and all this. Like, it was complete bullshit, apparently. Like... It's rare, but um, yeah, apparently there was no. It was it was totally fabricated, and he got fired from everything. You know, this this is a while ago. He got fired from everything, and he was again another thing of we we finding people guilty. Yeah, um, you know, and this is why again you want any if anyone says why can't you get behind believable woman because this is why. Yeah. Because women will come out sure. and then, you know, um, and I know this guy. Like, again, I don't know Dying Light, but he was a writer on Fallout 2. I know yeah. that because he's got a bit of a cameo in the game mm-hmm. um, where he plays. A lot of the writers have cameos in the game, but I remember the, I remember Chris Avalon. He, you know, he's, he's, he's a good writer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a shame. Like, yeah. it's a shame. And what is also a shame is that, like, you know, these false allegations only hurt, like, the very many allegations that are true, if you know what I mean, like they only tarnish I think it. He's, he's even written some Star Wars um, uh, comics and stuff. Oh, you, dude, he's highly respected. I looked at his uh, at his bio, and um, you know what? This is this is almost um, a form of terrorism, mm. like um, basically like just demolishing someone's career because you've. And look, maybe he has wronged her in some way, not in the way that she's claiming, but you know. She, someone could be like super pissed off. Mm. Maybe you know he said something that he shouldn't have, or he was mean to her, or you know, or whatever, mm. or he treated like shit. But you know, it's almost like they go, "Well, you know what? I hate you now, and now I'm going to ruin your fucking career. I've just got to yeah. accuse you of this, and everyone's going to chuck you to the curb." Ha ha ha! It seriously is. It's a mm. form of fucking terrorism now of how you can just get someone fired and their their um yeah, uh, it's their, crazy their job. And, and, and security just gone. Well, hopefully there's a bit of pushback against that now, is what I'm hoping. I I do think that, um, you know, these incidents that they're bringing up now, it's kind of like, well, some of these corporations need to be more careful about, like, their move. But it's hard. You know, it's a public relations nightmare for them. So, you know, a mother... No, and I understand, right but I feel like... Um, look, people have got long service leave. They've got normal leave, whatever. You can say to someone, listen, we're going to put you... like." Obviously, we can't fire you because, you know, these are allegations, da, 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 da. but, you know, we'll uh, until you get it sorted, we may have to, you know, either diminish your role, you've got to take some leave or something like that. Mm. But, you know, I'm not saying you have to back them, but you also don't have to throw them out like trash because yeah. you you feel like now they've got stink on them. That's just how, not how it should be. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, um, I don't know. It's, you know, I, I just, uh, I'd... It just sucks. It like really sucks. Yeah, no, because, it does. Again, I believe it should be investigated, of course, mm. right? And I definitely should know that there should have been an investigation to this and all this sort of stuff. But he should not have been found guilty and lost his job and his livelihood mm. before any of those investigations were done. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Well, yep. And um, and seven figures. I don't. I think is probably not even enough compensation. You know, like honestly, like I I think the reputational damage is greater than that for him as well. Really, I do. I, well, I, the good news is is now that hopefully that it's comes about maybe 
someone else will hire him that he hasn't worked for before or something because they'd yeah. be like, hey, you know, you're a good writer and they've done you wrong and, you know, mm. we'll give you a job. So hopefully, yeah. you know, hopefully. I mean, look, I'm, I'm always optimistic in a way because of Mel Gibson. Like yeah. Mel Gibson has actually like given me optimism that someone – and again, he wasn't wrongfully, but even someone who wasn't wrongfully accused yeah. can redeem themselves and make a comeback. I think it gives me hope that if you get accused of this falsely, you win your case and all that, that you can then, someone will hire you and you'll get work. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a talent, man. Seriously, the guy's a talent. He should oh, be. 100%. Oh, no, it dude. It's... If he's innocent, this is definitely not, the, it should not be the end of his career. Oh, yeah. It's outrageous that, that it was. Um, frankly, uh, yeah, it was a total. It was a total overreaction. Uh, the charges weren't proven. Uh, they were proven to be completely false. The reputational damage was immense. Uh, I think greater probably than the payout. But anyway, uh, Matt Reeves, the Batman sequel, is going to use Clayface. Can I just say, I hope he makes a second movie a bit more action packed because, <laughs> like, I I liked the movie, but I felt it was a little slow for a Batman movie. You know, I, I'm I'm fine with that movie if they could have cut like almost an hour from it. Like it was long. Um, it was almost like a three-hour movie or something, wasn't it? Was that, like, and it wasn't like... gripping, dude, either. You know? No, no, it was very, it was very ambling. Oh like, yeah, I was, I was like, dude, I like, yes, it's a good movie overall. I understand that, but like, I really feel it was just too flabby. You know? Mm. Um. This is funny. We're talking about women lying. Men also lie, Rich, about apparently what they do in The Sims. They did these Sims focus groups, and the men were all lying about how they played it and stuff. Like, you know, they were, some of them were experimenting with different sexualities and doing more cooking and blah, blah, blah. All this, all this shit. Like, and apparently the, the researchers were like, yeah, people, the, the men were lying precisely about how they were playing the game. When questioned in the focus groups, it came through in the studies. Pretty interesting, you know. So hang on, so hang mm. on. So they, so they they were monitored. The, the, these people mm. were playing. From my understanding of the article, these people were playing The Sims. Okay, um, mm. monitored by you know a panel of experts, and then mm. in the focus groups, they were discussions would break out, and apparently the guys would give fraudulent accounts of what they did in the game and would, would always... No, like, knowing that they were monitored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it wasn't... It, they knew that they were in a experiment. I don't know. That sounds really stupid to me. That's like that's like you watching me take a sip of your water and then you say to me, why did you take a sip of your water? And I go, I didn't take a sip of your water. You did. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, okay. Okay, yeah. So you okay. know you've been monitored. Here's the quote. Here's the quote. Here's the quote. This is from one of, this is from one of the guys. I remember a bunch of young guys, said Humble, who's the guy doing it, and they get into the room. It's a mixed room, and we're like, hey, what did you do? And they're like, murdered people, went in and starved people, had sex with everybody in the town. But actually, what you did is you redecorated the bathroom. Like that's what you actually did. There's this idea that they're making that there are some things you should say you're doing, but actually no, you're cooking, you're making house. Um, yeah, so, interesting, um, I don't know, it's just, a, it's an advertisement for his new game as well, um, I don't quite understand, it's, it's another one of these games, which is very, I, I love The Sims, I mean, you could do things like, put people in pools and then take away the, 
um, ladders and stuff, and they would drown. But like that wasn't yeah. really the point of The Sims. No, but again, I just are you saying that men are stupid that they don't know? <laughs> so they sign up for an experiment where they know they're going to be monitored, and then they lie, That's what they knowing that you have knowing that they you have the proof of what they were doing according to this guy according to this guy yeah that's what i'm saying okay sure (laughs) well i don't know man like i wasn't there but but mind you like would people lie about shit they do in in games and stuff or in their own lives yeah when when people don't know that they've done it but Mm. again that's again that's like me doing something in front of you and then I, didn't I know it. that you've seen me do it, and then I lie about doing it. That's just retarded. Yeah, well, I'm not sure you can say that word in 2023, but anyway. Um... I can say whatever word I want. <laughs> I don't really care, man. Um, yeah, anyway, but the, it was a counterpoint I put after all the sexual allegations that men also lie. Both genders lie, is what I'm trying to say. I think, you know, but most people are garbage, unfortunately. You know, I wish that wasn't the case. But people lie, people cheat, um, people break people's hearts. But, hey, but hang on, but can I just? But I, I've got a question. Like, Please, I mean, obviously, a, a Sims game is you do do decorate and all that, but yes. um, you can't make the you can't you can't make the Sims do stuff. Yes, you can. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. I thought that you try and get them to do stuff, but they kind of do what they want to do. Like, no, you sort of you can like guide you are them. Not in the game. So when they say, "Oh yeah, starve people had sex with everybody," what do you mean you had sex with everybody? You're not a character in the game. Yeah, no, you you can you can. I think yeah, you can. You can get your Sims to do stuff. Yeah, you can. I, I thought the whole point was you can try, but oh, sort they're of. Kind yeah, of a bit like, unpredictable. Yes, they are a bit unpredictable. You, they are a Look, bit unpredictable. I don't know. This, this whole thing just makes. Sounds like made up bullshit to me. They are a bit unpredictable, but you can heavily guide them what they do. Basically, you 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 can heavily guide them. There's like a, there's sort of like it's like walking a dog or something. You know, like you you can sort of make them do stuff, but you if you leave them to their own devices, they do their own shit. But it's based on how you've sort of made them, kind of thing, and and what you things you do to them. So it, it it's it. It has been a while since I've played, so I'm actually a bit fuzzy on it, but it's you guide them along and then they will go off the path a bit, but then you can guide them back on and you know, you also build them how how you want them. Um but you can do things what you, but you can, don't have yeah, but you don't have full control is my point. Not you don't have hundred percent control, no. Yeah, but what you no. can do is but what you can do is you could put them in a pool. This is what people used to do. You'd put them in a pool and then you take away all the pool ladders and they drown. Yeah. Of course, but my point is, you, I can't make them go murder people. Um, I don't remember if you can do that. I feel like maybe you could. I think. I, I think. I think Sims can kill each other. Can Sims kill each other? I think they can. I could be wrong. But can you make them do? Is my point, or do they just? I do don't it? know. I can't remember, man. Can Sims murder other Sims? Let's have a look here. Sims can't physically kill another sim however sims can die in many ways such as extreme emotions they can also die by drowning in fire yeah okay so maybe you can't so yeah it, you, you know what you're the sims 4 apparently you can in sims 4 it's not a it's not a um straightforward process um but yeah who knows but you are right it's not like 
if you're playing, I'm picking a fucking game, an old game, Baldur's Gate 2, yeah? You, you click on your character and I go and click on another character and he goes and swings a sword at him. You know, you know that kind of style of game? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like that. It, there's, it's more like you're guiding them all the time. But also, if you leave them, they do shit themselves and it's all based on how um, you've sort of created them and, and stuff that has influenced them. So they kind of they do shit by themselves. You you sort of do stuff to them to get them to do shit, and then you leave them, and then they're supposed to be doing it, and then you check in on them and you fucking guide them a bit more. You've sort of got to be you're sort of managing them, but there's more than one of them, so you're doing a few at a time. That's kind of what it's like. Um, yeah, but I, I don't remember walking around killing people. In, in fairness, when I played Sims. It's all like a breakups and stuff, and like you go out for lunch, and it's, it's kind sounds, of, sounds terrible. I loved it for a few years. I haven't played it in a long time, but I did. It's very addictive, um, to be honest, and it's very sort of like niche, and it's fun. It is fun, but it's also like I got to a point where I was like, why am I playing this game? <laughs> like, like, like it's like a rabbit hole, like. It's very fun, but it's also like a complete waste of time. <laughs> yeah, you, right. yeah, and 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 sort of like it's the kind of game you 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 you've kind of had your fill of. So I played a lot of Sims one, two, and three over the years, especially probably three, and then I had had enough. And I bought Sims four, but I've never played it because I was like, I know what the story is, you know. But it's, it was kind of cute, man. It was a different time, too. Like, you know, things are a bit more advanced now. It's kind of a more innocent time, The Sims, you know? Mm. Anyway, um, Shopping with the Gang, two big purchases out. Mark Spector, Moon Knight by Chuck Dixon. His full run is out. I believe it hits comic stores next week. I think I'm right in saying that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big one. Um, actually, it might be a bit later in the month, but Mark Spector Moon Knight um, is Chuck Dickens' full run from the late 80s. Some really good storylines in there. Did you ever read his Moon Knight run, Rich? No. Oh, it's really good. Uh, very strong. Um, it's actually just before he got Punisher. So there's a Punisher arc in there where Punisher, Spider-Man and Moon Knight team up. It's really good. And shortly after that, he got Punisher. Um, so it's 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 really it's a very strong period in in, in Chuck's career, um, early on in his career too. So I highly recommend that to people. Um, I know Ray's picking up a copy, and also Savage Avengers Omnibus by Jerry Duggan. I did pick up a copy of this, the full Savage Avengers run. Uh, you know, Venom, Wolverine, Punisher, um, Elektra, plenty of cool characters. Um, did I mention Venom? Yeah, it's a you know it's a it's a really strong run in comics. So that that omnibus came out this week as well. It's weekly comics, Rich. Uh, we had flashbacks. I firstly want to start with Wolverine Ten. This flashback is one of my favourite comics of Wolverine I've ever read. This is the storyline with Sabretooth fighting him on his birthday. I think it's the first appearance of Silver Fox. Um. I didn't realise the term Indian squaw was apparently offensive. Um, were you aware of that? No. No, me either. I, I didn't know that. Apparently it's very offensive these days. Well, okay, we learned something. About... Sabretooth used it. <laughs> but Sabretooth is kind of offensive, so... 
I thought that I thought Squall was a female. is that not a tribe? No, it's a female. It's an Indian. Oh, that's right. Okay. And like the men are the Braves and the Squaws were the women, but apparently oh, yeah. that's now offensive. So, you know, we were wrong. Um, it is offensive. What PC culture, man? You know, PC culture, dude. So, because he called her a woman, that's offensive. The term supposedly is now. Look, I don't know. I I I didn't and know it was offensive. Indian word for 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 woman for girl uh, for female. That's what I also thought. Um, all I can say is PC culture is, has decided it's offensive. I don't know why. Um, you know, I, and I'm sure they PC could. Stands, PC stands for pretty crap. <laughs> the term is uni- considered universally offensive. Oh, okay, well, whatever. But like, is it universally? <laughs> universally? Universally? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, you know, like what? Some people in the universe. <laughs> Not everyone. Not everyone. No, just, just, just their universe. Yeah, anyway. But regardless, this was a great fucking issue of Wolverine. I, I mean, I'm giving this 9 out of 10. What did you think, Rich? Yeah, I uh, actually did enjoy it. Um, uh, especially the patch stuff. That was very, like, noir. Yeah. Um, sort of crime noir stuff and all that. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, this is kind of like the origin of uh, him and Sabretooth's beef. Yeah. It's kind of their first real interaction. Yes, yeah, um, because he didn't know who Sabretooth was, was he? he? Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, Sabretooth didn't even know that uh, he was also like a mutant because um, he left him for dead. And Wolverine um, didn't have claws. Well, of course not, because he only got claws. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. He only In the original canon, mm. he only had claws after the Weapon, Weapon X, X Yes, I know. And this was before... Uh, thing I ripped the adamantium out of him and he had the bone claws. Yeah, well before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is interesting. Um, yeah, so that was funny because like, I was like, oh, Marvel, I'll wreck on that. <laughs> yeah, they do, love a, they do love a retcon. Yeah, although I do like that he has the bone claws, so that, that that's okay. But um, uh, I don't. I think it looks so stupid. Oh, come on. The bone claws are cool, man. Like, come on, Rich. Well, okay. Listen, <laughs> claws are not made from from bone. Nail is not the same as bone. Like it's whatever, whatever. Okay. Well, anyway, but but um, yeah. Uh, nine out of ten. I loved it. We, it's the first appearance of Silver Fox. Very brief. She's just the body he's carrying. That's the character they used in the movie. That's where I know her from. They used to in the '90s cartoon as well. Yeah, Wolverine Origins, man, and the '90s animated cartoon that Weapon X. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not familiar with. It. Oh, dude, I love I love that movie, Wolverine uh, Origins. I'm only, I'm only familiar with good things. Sorry. Oh come on, you know I love that movie, Rich. Um, it doesn't make it a good movie just because you love it. <laughs> what are you giving the comic out of ten, man? Come on. Uh, eight out of ten. Okay. Then we had a two-parter, uh, two two Rhino issues of Amazing Spider-Man. They were mentioned... Part of the, part of the gauntlet story. Yes, line. yes. And it was mentioned in the com- the comment section when I was reading that gauntlet stuff from last time. And I really... Um, I dug these, man. I, I thought they were a lot of fun. Um, it was very interesting to, to see that there was a new rhino, um, basically, that was going to be taking place of the old rhino. We saw this rhino had... Joe Kelly wrote the storyline, had basically found love, turned over a new leaf after Civil War. Everything was 
kind of he was trying to be a good guy, and this other rhino from the from the hunt storyline just was determined. He sort of wanted to take his title, didn't he? Basically, he was like, "I want to surpass him." Um, I want the mantle, and it was kind of tragic. In the end, the the wife dies, and that's his whole reason for living. It's his whole reason for even wanting to turn over a new leaf. And when she dies, you know, his civilian life just dies with her. And I thought it was really good storytelling. But he fucking demolishes that other rhino, like not even yeah. a chance. Well, that other rhino was a total prick. Um, yeah, but it was. I thought it was a really good story. The art was a bit odd um, at times. Uh, I found the art very sort of that Marvel cartoony style. Um, I would have preferred better art, frankly, but the story was very good, I felt. What did you think? Yeah, uh, yeah, the art was a weird one because you, it, it is a bit more cartoony, but you are going for a very serious, somber story. Mm. Um, it was very, but I thought I thought the artist did all right. Um, it wasn't overly cartoony, which did help. Um, I've actually I actually read these years ago. I think oh, I read you? them when they first came out. Because um, when I was reading, I was like, oh, I remember reading this. Um, you said that about the back. other Spider-Man stuff last week. The shed. Well, that's all part of the. But that's all part of the gauntlet. Yes, you must have been. You must have been reading the gauntlet back in the day, Rich. I I'm think impressed. I was. I think I must. I because I don't remember it until I read it. Then I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this now. Because this is yeah, this all ties into Craven and his daughters and stuff like mm. that. Um, and they sort of are, are are working things behind the scenes. Yes. Um, improving his villains. Yes. So what the funny thing is is these girls didn't give a fuck about this new Rhino. They were trying to get the the real Rhino back in the game. Yeah. So um, that's, that's actually clever of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very good. Uh, also, eight out of ten. Uh, very good writing. I think it's Kelly who did this. Yeah, it was Joe Kelly. Um, I'm giving it eight point five out of ten. I will say this: the second one, which is not the second issue, because this is six twenty five. Yes, I think. The first one I didn't enjoy as much. I, mm, even though it's still done by Joe Kelly, I thought his writing was better in the second one. Yeah. When he stopped trying to make so many jokes. Yeah. He was doing so many gags and jokes in the first one. He normally does a lot of gags. That's kind of his, yeah. you know, but thing. But I enjoyed the second one because it was supposed to be a serious one. He really kept the... He didn't try and make it all jokey and flippant. Because, no. again, it's a serious matter. That's why I said... The characters have to take shit seriously if you want me to take it seriously. Sure. And when that shit started going down, the joke stopped. Yeah. Like, it got serious. And I appreciate that. That's that's good. If you're a writer, yes, you like to be funny, you like to crack a joke. But again, story always comes first. And if you're like, okay, now the characters have to stop joking because it's serious time. Mm. Like, shit's gotten real. It's serious time, says Rich, and it is. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it back then, and I enjoyed it reading again now. Yeah, I'm giving an eight point five. You gave it eight, mm-hmm. and then we come to your trade of the week, Rich, which was Superman versus Shazam. Uh, give us the ten cent pitch on this one, Rich, because it was interesting. And so it's basically just a little sort of trade uh, collection of uh, a couple of their. Um, I think it's Bronze Age. Yeah, I think it is late seventies. Yeah, 
it's they're Bronze Age sort of meetups, and this is when everyone was still on separate planets. Mm. So in fact, both Supermen show up at one point, the Earth Eight One two. and Earth Two Supermen, and, and Shazam from Earth S. Um, and I thought you'd get a kick out of it because of who all the um, the people working on it uh, or worked on these stories back in the day. So you've got uh, Roy Thomas, yeah, uh, wrote, and then you had Jerry Conway, yeah. He's one of our favorites. Uh, and then you had great artists like uh, Rich Buckler, mm. who's done work on uh, Justice League. He's done... Oh, he was the, also the artist on the um, uh, All-Star Squadron. Okay. We did those yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, he's worked on one of your... Not favorite, but a character you like, Deathlock. Oh, yeah. Uh, back the trade that we read, I think he was the artist for that. That's cool. Uh, I didn't realize that, but yeah, that rings yeah. a bell now that you say that. So he's done a fair bit of art, good, good artists and all that. And then obviously also in the one of the last story, Gil Kane was the 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 artist for that one. That's the one where Dr. Silvana gets a pair. He's running around in a green cast. And he's like Captain Silvana. No, he keeps giving himself a promotion. <laughs> so when he beats Shazam, he says... He says, um, what, what, what's, what's higher? He, he goes for something higher than captain. And then at some point he's calling himself corporal. And then he's calling him, and then when he beats the tech, the other one, then he's like, now I'm general. <laughs> it's like, it's he, and he keeps getting chuffed with himself, giving himself a promotion every time he beats one of the heroes, which I thought was funny. Um, yeah, I so enjoyed that's, it. It's, just, it's five, it was five stories. Mm. Two of them, one of them was a two-parter, and then the others were um, a single issue. What was your favorite one? Ooh, I felt the um, the one with the where they swapped was yeah, 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 yeah. the 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 Mr. McSpiglick one. Yeah, that was decent. uh, That one also like the first one. I really liked the artwork in the first one. Honestly, they're all good. Well, the artwork is all Rich Buckler until. The first, the last one, which is um, Gil Kane. Yeah, and like you, when they did oh, the rabbits, and the last stuff. one was co-written. The one with Doctor Savannah, I really enjoyed. That was actually co-written by or co-plotted by Judy Schwartz. Right, really, yeah. Um, no, it was interesting, and it was very interesting stuff. Like um, there were bits and pieces, like Shazam in the beginning. Beginning story was losing his power when he was in Earth One. Yeah. Um, I also, I did not see uh, Mar- Mary Marvel's crush on Superman coming. That was kind of funny. That came out of nowhere. It's so weird that they call that they say that they're twins, but yet she's older than him. I've always found that odd. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that until you just said that. Yeah, that's a good point. I actually didn't know they were twins. I always thought they were just brother and sister. I know they're adopted brother and sister now, but back in the day, I just always thought they were brother and sister. I thought, he, yeah, I thought she was the older. But yeah. uh, mm, they, maybe something happened magic-wise. That I also saw the uncle, I, and I remember now the uncle didn't have powers, and they just flew around with him. It was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, the you know the, he only really shared the powers with Mary and Freddie. You know why I thought the uncle had powers because in that in that Christ and Infinite Earths or multiple Earths a movie that the uncle when he's evil has the power, and I always. I love that movie. You know the movie I'm talking about, Crisis on Two Earths, I think it was called? It's one of the early DC animated ones from 10 years ago or so. Um, and, like, they go to a evil... Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to remember that. And The uncle is there with the Marvel family in the air flying. Um, 
at one point. Oh, shit. I've, I've got to watch that again. I can't remember. Yeah, that. It, it, it's a again. blink and you miss it moment, but that, that always made me think the uncle had the power somehow too. But also was a really weird one was when Billy Batson was in the regular DC Universe but doesn't have the power and he's reading comic books about Billy Batson having the power. Well, that's a different Billy Batson. Yes, I understand that, but it was quite trippy to think about that, you know? Yeah, they should have done more stuff like that. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Wouldn't it be funny if he met a Clark Kent who was just a reporter in his world, no powers? Well, yeah, well, because in his world, Superman was a comic book, whereas in Superman's world, Shazam was a comic book. Yeah. Which I thought was really, I thought it was really neat. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, that, no, that yeah. The, oh, the, the, the Flash thing. Yes, yeah, it's very Flash-like, yeah, the whole... On Earth Prime, Flash is just a comic book character. And he goes to, um, you know, whatever it's called, Julie Schwartz with the Cosmic Treadmill in the office and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it was cool. No, I, I, I mean, I, I felt that this was actually... I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I read it very quickly. It's a quick read. It's a fun read. Uh, you know, you realise the similarities between the two, Shazam and um, Superman. They are quite similar. Um, when they're sort of... Well, when, except for the extra powers that Superman The has. extra powers, yeah, yeah. But, like, their outlook and stuff, they do share some similarities. It's, there's some good moments with Supergirl and Mary Marvel. Um, I actually felt this was a really neat little advertisement for the character, you know. Um, good writing. Uh, good art. Um, it's a solid package, you know. I, I actually think you picked a really good book, Rich, and it's kind of in keeping with um, the sort of Shazam movie out. I know it hasn't done gangbusters, but it was a good pick to pick also when the movie's out. Yeah, well, uh, so the, yeah, I kind of wanted to uh, get some more classic Shazam because, um, uh, so last week we were talking about the movie and then we also like Mark Wade is going to be doing a little bit more uh, mm. contemporary sort of traditional uh, Captain Marvel, so he's going to have a crack at that and all that. So I thought, well, you know what? Why don't we actually read some um, some classic stuff from back in the day when uh, the Bronze Age stuff, you know? What yeah. I mean? uh, because most people, I would I assume, have, have probably read uh, Captain Marvel stuff, but they've maybe read the Jerry Conway Power of Shazam. Oh, yeah, stuff. right. Yeah. Which is fantastic, by the way. I mean, the art in that is superb. Jerry Ordway, um, isn't it? Sorry, sorry, Jerry Ordway. Sorry, yeah. Connor. Always get the two of them when we have to. Oh, it's easy yeah, to get Jerry Ordway yeah. is uh, he does that and he does the art and it is phenomenal. I might actually, I'm going to pick that one. Yeah, do yeah. One one week. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I I like Shazam like this. This is how I like my Shazam. I don't like it when they try to make my Shazam more dark and stuff. I think he deserves to be this kind of bright, fun character, you know. And I also like Shazam when he's just called Captain Marvel. Yeah, me too. <laughs> And it was fun seeing the rabbit turn up as well. You know that was also fun. The the rabbit, um, you know, version. Oh, the ra- the uh, Captain Marvel bunny. Yeah, that was kind of fun. <laughs> like it was kind of wacky, but it was fun. Like, you know, there's honestly there's a lot to like in this. Well, it's, it's classic Bronze Age storytelling, man. It's, yeah. it's just meant to be fun. It's yeah. not. It's, it's you know, there's no fucking underlying message or agenda or anything it's just a fun adventure of you know let's let's take our heroes and put them in a a situation you know like in the first two stories you've got um uh billy and superman are sort of being mind controlled to hate each other 
Um, you know, because the guy needs to destroy the two planets to hopefully bring his people back, this Martian guy. Whatever. Oh, and I meant to mention, I, I didn't real. I thought that was Superman at first, just, and I thought something had gone wrong with him, but it's the Sand Superman from the Denny O'Neill storyline. Correct, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Um, you know, that took me a while to realise, uh, frankly. Um, that was cool, to bring that guy back. Yeah, uh, you got your second storyline, which again, uh, Mr. Mind and... Mr. McPhysic, um sort of team up, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then the last one is when Doctor Sylvanas. So, and and they're all great stories. Like Doctor Sylvanas steals a portion of his power uh, and makes him think that he doesn't have all of his powers by giving him the negative connotation to yeah, the Shazam. It's kind of funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? The um, arrogance the, of Zeus, and you know, instead yeah, of like, yeah, the... like the, the yeah, and the. Uh, the um, pettiness of this character, or yeah. the fleetingness of the, you know, and I thought to myself, that's funny. But then, as the, the gods speak to him, and they're like, "He can't take your powers. He's just convinced you that, yeah, like you don't have them, or something like that." So, uh, but yeah, all, all all of them are good stories. Like honestly, like there wasn't one that I think you'd go, "Ah, this one was the weakest one." I think yeah. they were all, all of them were enjoyable stories, as you say, great art and just fun. They were just fun, man. Mm. Didn't you feel just like, uh, like, oh yeah. It was just fun reading it. Like it was a light read. I read it this afternoon. It's a light read. It was a fun read, and it 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 sort of like it leaves you with a smile on your face, and you feel like it's a, it's it's a good advertisement for the characters. If you've got a kid, uh, you know who's a reading age, like in that eight to twelve region, um, throw them a copy. You know, they're probably yeah. going to enjoy it if they like Superman. They're going to enjoy it. Um, no, it was it was cool. A lot of Bronze Age stuff around this era I really like, and I think this is a really good one. To be fair, guys like Jerry Conway really knew what they were doing with Superman. You know, I've said before, Jerry Conway, Elliot S. Magan, Kerry Bates, these guys, you know, really got Superman, and it applies to Shazam as well. And, yeah, so it's a it's a big tick in my book. I mean, I'm giving the collection 8 out of 10, I, 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 and I feel if you've got that kid, probably 7 to 12, this is probably perfect, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this one, 8.5 for me. Yep. Good pick, Rich. Strong pick, man. We've been picking well, very I thought, strong. I thought, we, I thought we'd have some good Shazam stuff, you know? Yeah. No, well, well picked. And I do want to shout out again, um, just while I was talking, I was looking at the Flash. The, 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 shout out to Marty Pascoe, who passed away a couple of years ago. That, that Dr. Fate origin that I read, was, I found it really effective. I was like, wow, Dr. Fate was a, it was an intense origin, like the father dying, he's fated to survive. Only the person who can survive the gases is fated. He's aged up, you know, from a child to an adult, whatever Dr. Fate's, whatever the, I forget the guy's name, Kent something, I think, and... Um. Yeah. Interesting. So, Kent Nelson. Kent Nelson. Yes, that's it. So I found it very interesting. So look, it's going to wrap us for another show. I do want to say we're proud members of the collective. Um, got a lot of shows on there, like Inner Demons with Brian Biggie. You've got Into the Night with Ray. You've got Ghost Spider Groupies. You've got all the Capes and Lunatic shows, including the one I come on every month. And you've got a lot of stuff that Phil and Lilith and Charlie do. Um, there's a ton of good. Uh, shows on the collective now in terms of us uh, I've got this interview coming up with Jennifer um, the writer of the biography on Gardner Fox so that's going to be up and it'll be up next week 
Um, and we're going to take a week off, Rich, for Easter. Um, obviously, due to the passing of Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that. And um, yeah, and then, we, and, then, and then we're back. So there will be a week off, but you guys will get a interview in the meantime. Um, look, you've got time. If you want to ask any questions of Jennifer for, regarding Gardener Fox, message it in. I will get them asked. Um, yeah, uh, please join us on the Patreon feed. Um, extra content's coming in there. Dean and myself are about to do another movie. Um, yeah, and we may even do a D&D one, I think. Um, yeah, I think we'll probably do that, actually, seeing we're going to go see it. We might as well do a Cinema of Doom. Um, yep, um, uh, patreon.com slash Signal of Doom um, for a little as a dollar per month. Much appreciated. Um, Rich, anything you'd like to say to the audience out there, to the masses? No, just keep on trucking. Play keep some Wulong if you if you want to get your heart uh, your heart pumping. Make yeah, sure, you, sure you're still in good nick. You know, if you don't want to go to the doctor, but you want to see if your tick is good, play some Wulong. What about that game, dude? We've got to stay. On, you, you know how I forget things. We've got to stay on this game about creating the planet because I really want to blow that planet up. You seriously like? I'm gonna leave that for you. Oh, man, but like, I just you know. Do you think this guy will make a game that will... I'm picturing, like, the world and, like, samurais fighting, you know, like, empires rising and falling. Will it be that good? Or will it be way more shit? It should be a complete disappointment. <laughs> Something that Signal never is. On that note, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. We killed it. Mm-hmm.